Hey, Ken. Hey, what's going on there? Red Dead Redemption 2 came out on PC. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's really cool, right? It doesn't work. What do you mean it doesn't work? It doesn't work. But what do you mean it doesn't work? Uh, most people, when trying to boot the game, were just getting a, an error message, but then the game wouldn't boot. It doesn't work. So, you know how Rockstar came out with their own launcher? Yeah. You see that? Yeah, yeah so San Andreas for free with that Right. Thing. Apparently, it's a problem with the launcher and launching Red Dead Redemption oh. 2. Oh! So, oh. They're, they're trying to patch it out, and some people are finally going to be able to play the game, right? And people are. Some people are playing the game. But that's not the end of it. It gets worse. Oh, God. Even with incredible hardware, people are reporting hard freezes when they arrive at Valentine for the first time. The game crashes, and they have to restart it. The whole game? The whole like game. Like, it doesn't save anything? Uh, no, like... It'll save it like the last time you it auto save. Okay, that's like fine. I, I just mean yeah, it's but yeah, still but like, hard it, crashing. It's just just hard crash for like like most people when they first arrive at Valentine, the game just hard crashes. Well then, um, audio di- distorts and crackles frequently during the game. Just all the time, just happen audio issues randomly. Um, there's also random crashes that happen outside of when you first arrive at Valentine. Frequent freezes, stuttering, missing textures. For for big big PC game, now this is uh this game was coming for PC basically to show off graphical fidelity. It's like oh you could, you could unlock you know so much into this as far as graphics go with your big rig PCs, your big motherfucking rigs, <laughs> big motherfucking rigs. But it turns out that people are lessening the issues. If they turn off some of their cores or oh. unplug a hard drive. So Red Dead on the PC looks worse than it does if you want to be able you'll get to play it down, the game. You'll get it down to about the same it as it looks on console. Right. Okay. You'll get it down to about the same it looks on console, which spells out loud and clear to me that they release this on PC as a console game. So if you try to exceed the console specs, it starts freaking out. Because it doesn't know what to do. That is bizarre. Very bizarre. So here's something that kind of makes me intrigued about this. And obviously Rockstar is ultimately to blame. But people have always kind of bitched that they take a long, 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 long time to bring their games to PC. Yeah. And I think right now we're seeing the result of when they try to bring something to PC... Quickly. Quickly. As opposed to taking their time to make sure that it works. It also depends on how a game is made. Um, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure Rockstar did not make Red Dead Redemption 2 with the intention of bringing it to PC. No, but Look at something like, I think they need to start making games with the intention of bringing because them to Because they PC. end up doing it anyway, yeah. Yeah. They just end up doing it anyway. They might as well. well especially if they're making you know games that are going to be the highest selling games of all time. They're going to want to put it, it on PC. really be... Made to uh, last on multiple platforms. And I know Rockstar can do it, but, you know, it is what it is. I'll forgive GTA Five because it was kind of a weird case because it took so long to come out. And it was, like, meant for the previous generation. And then it kind of, like, transitioned to the PS4, Xbox One generation. And then to PC. It's kind of, you know, took forever. Still some issues there, too, with that one. Uh, this is really surprising to me, though. 
I know yeah. there was a lot of people that were waiting to play Red Dead 2. Yep, some people until who... Until it came to PC. Some people who are hitting the minimum system requirements are uh, having just having the game just stutter every 30 seconds. Oh my god. On the, on the dot. What the fuck? And Rockstar is slowly releasing patches to fix it, but maybe you should have just, you know, delayed it. Yeah, maybe. Maybe you should have just delayed it. Did they source out the uh, PC? Yeah, I'm, I am. I guarantee you they did. I guarantee you they, they had to have. They're probably already working on whatever the fuck they're working LA on Noir primarily. <laughs> it's not LA Noir 2. It's probably GTA 6 for whatever next gen. Yeah, we know, we know it's not Bully 2 because that got canceled. Yeah, sadly. Yeah. I'd like sucks. to see them tackle something different than just, like, another GTA. I want Table Tennis 2. I... <laughs> Fair. <laughs> why not? It's the jam. <laughs> I mean, like, okay. I mean, I, I love GTA. It's one of my favorite franchises. I, but I like Rockstar when they experiment a little bit, too. Yeah, do the PS2 shit. generation was really good for that because they came out with a lot of other things. Yeah. Uh, Bully. The Warriors. Table Tennis. Uh, they, they got a little creative during that span of time. Yeah. And now, you know, in our current generation we're in, they've only released GTA 5 and Red Dead Redemption 2, which are two... Yeah, but those are the only games they're going to release this generation. Yeah, that's the that's only it. games they're going to release this generation. Because it um, ends next year, so that's it. And, and then GTA 5 was also kind of a last-gen game, too, so... So basically just Red Dead 2. Yeah. Uh, I realize that they're trying to make bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger games than they ever were before mm -hmm. you know like we had three gta's in one console generation at one point and that's like you know now we're like not even maybe even getting one so i i realize they're making bigger games and they're trying to have online components and stuff as well i wish they could make little more independent more unique smaller games as opposed to just the things that are designed to make the most money possible right but that's where we're at with Rockstar. Mm -hmm. When GTA 6 does come out, it'll probably be amazing, and it'll probably take GTA 5's spot as the highest-selling game of all time. Yep. Because nothing else possibly can, except mm -hmm. a sequel to the highest-selling game of all time. Right, and they have to make sure they, they provide like a similar online infrastructure from the get. I suppose. So people will leave GTA 5. The thing is, especially with the new console generation having full backwards compatibility, people are still going to be playing GTA 5. Yeah. On PS5 and Xbox, right. whatever it'll be called. Xbox 2. It will not be called Xbox 2. They are not going to stick with that naming convention. I, it probably should just be called the Xbox Scarlet. I like the name. You know those never get. No, those never stick, though. It's called no. Project Scarlet, but it'll be called something else. It's X time for the 720. Let's do it. Xbox Titty. The Xbox. It'll it'll be the Xbox. God damn it. This is going to be as messy as the Fast and the Furious franchise with the naming convention. <laughs> Xbox. Xbox 360. Skipped a few numbers there. A few. Just, yeah, just a Xbox few. Xbox One. A prequel? Went back. Yeah. A remake? Who knows? And then the Xbox. That's it. The <laughs> Xbox. <laughs> the Xbox. Ah, uh, God damn it. If they do that, that'd be... And or then, or and maybe then, like take a page from nintendo's book and call it the new xbox oh god no yeah and then yeah. in six years we'll get xbox tokyo drift hell yeah
up, motherfuckers? Welcome to the Gen and Jump Show. That's Gen. Hi. I'm also a dumb motherfucker, Jub. Yeah. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? How you doing, buddy? I I I'm uh I'm I'm doing okay. That's good. That's good. Uh, we had to delay the episode a little bit uh, because I died. Yes. But now I'm alive. Yes. So everything's fine again. Uh huh. Uh, I died because we watched uh, Terminator Dark Fate. I killed him. And I realized that uh, watching movies is a mistake in 2019. It's true, it's true. And I just couldn't take it anymore, and I jumped off of uh, the balcony of where we were watching the movie theater into, like, you know... I I jumped off into the, you know, the rows leading out of the theater and landed on several children. They spilled their popcorn. They broke their bones. I broke my head. Uh, but it might have been broken before because I watched Terminator Dark Fate. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But now I'm all good. That's good. And to now hear, I'm buddy. ready to watch more terrible movies. Uh, at the end of this episode, we'll spin the the wheel wherever that is. It's over there. It's over there. Well, you can go get it at some point. I'll go get it at some point. Um, Don't you at worry the end of the episode, we'll find out what we're watching next because we're done with Terminator now. And I think we might be done with Terminator forever. <laughs> but we'll get <laughs> for, into that in For a, a long time, at the uh, very least. I'll give it like five more years. There'll be another one. It might be longer than that. Uh, this one feels a little worse than the others. <sighs> no, no, we'll, we'll, see. we'll talk about that later. So, Let's so, put it off. Yeah, yeah. We'll put it off for a minute. Let's not talk about that. Let's start by... Uh, I want to start by talking about Death Stranding. It, oh, it yeah. It came out. Norman Reedus. Mm-hmm. Norman Reedus in the Dementor. A Hideo Fetus. Kojima, Hideo Kojima game. Yeah, it's very a Hideo Kojima game. I I bet I watched uh, about like the first hour of this game, and and honestly, I was kind of taken aback by the fact that I had actually seen most of this already. Yeah, they uh, a loaded... lot of the trailers of the game are front loaded in the first. Uh, yeah, which is a couple how, hours of the game. How you do it. That yeah, does make seen... sense. I prefer that because I remember seeing the trailers for MGS5, and uh, that shit is all throughout the fucking game and kind of right. spoiled a lot of things that I would have preferred to not know before going in MGS5. Like, the fact that Liquid was in it, the fact that Psycho Manus was in it, and all kinds of shit. I mean, 5 has problems beyond that, but uh, how are you liking Death Stranding so far? I rather enjoy it. I think it's uh, it's it's not anything like ridiculously revolutionary or anything like that. It is. It, it's just an amplified walking simulator, effectively. <laughs> okay. With just like a lot more systems to at least make it more interesting than walking. It's a it's a it's a it's a delivery game. Yeah. So imagine if all right. So take Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, right? The combat in that game is like probably like I don't know like 60-70% of the game, correct? Okay. All right, put that down to like 5% of the game, right? And then you know how like there's a system where like your weapons break and stuff, make that like 80% of the game. Oh, and God. then make like the other remaining stuff cutscenes. That's Death Stranding. <laughs> Whew. You know, it's about managing managing cargo weight. It's about um replenishing stuff that gets damaged. It's watching the way your stuff's loaded so you don't tip over because you're carrying a lot of heavy shit. It's about sneaking around big spooky ghost monsters that you can eventually learn how to kill, which is fun. I just did that. It's awesome. Neat. Because you spend like... I've played the game for about 10 hours now. Okay. And I've spent about nine and a half hours of that game having to sneak by them and being terrified of them because if they touch... Basically, if they touch you, you die. Yeah. 
Which, like, there is no game over in this game. No, right? but yeah. it, it is woven into the plot how you come back. Yeah, I witnessed that. Uh, it's very interesting. interesting. Again, going back to the trailers at the beginning of the game. Yeah, they show you that entire uh, scene. Yeah. Which, once again, I'm glad they front-loaded it. Because, like, like, okay, I've seen this scene. That's fine. Because now, like, from this point forward, I think there's only going to be one more scene from the trailers that I'll see, and that's it. Everything else is going to be all brand new. That's cool. That's cool. That's what I want to see. I don't want to yeah. see anything else from, from, like, the later parts of the game. I want that all to be a surprise to me. But it's really interesting. There's surprisingly a lot to do. Even though it is just a game about walking around, basically, and delivering packages. The coolest part of the game, in my opinion, is the online component. Sure. Where you build structures. You build, like, you put ropes down. You could build ladders. You could build, later on, you could start building bridges and, like, roads and stuff like that. But they'll procedurally appear in other people's games. And not just finished structures, unfinished structures, too. And they can finish your structures for you, or you could finish other people's structures for them. Yeah. And the areas start getting kind of more populated with, you know, with structures and things that make your life a little easier. This is and a really interesting social component of this game that I yes. like a lot. I feel like this game will get better with time. I think so, too. Because this shit will be more prevalent as time goes on. And you'll see just people's stuff populating your world more. Right. I'm interested to come back to this game in a year. Yeah. And to see what it what what like my area looks like, right. depending on what showed up. I don't know exactly the extent. It's like maybe somebody will ask Kojima in an interview or something after the, the game has made its full rounds about like exactly how it works because it doesn't really tell you. Like, yeah. what decides what gets put in other people's worlds? You obviously you don't see everything, because there's thousands and thousands of people playing this game. It would be fucked. Right. That's why I'm wondering, like, the more people that play it to completion, which is a very low number right now, oh, yeah, very. Uh, the more stuff you will see populated in the worlds as you're going through it as a newcomer. Mm -hmm. You'll see, like, like how, like, people's uh, porter rating... Which is like their, their their like character rating or like their level. Sure. Throughout the game, and uh, you'll see structures, and like you see, a, I've seen a lot of structures from people who have already beaten the game, and are just like putting stuff in to make things easier for newcomers, which is really cool. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. Uh, it could enhance the experience down the line. You mm -hmm. know, it's like if you were playing Dark Souls without the messages, because like you were one of the first people to play Dark Souls, you might not be able to experience all that cool stuff. Yeah. Um. So this is kind of a cool component of that game. Uh, Kojima's been somewhat experimental with this in the past. Uh, the nuke stuff in MGS5 yeah, was an was interesting kinda... experiment, but it, it wasn't really something that I really toyed around with. Uh, fuck, just to get trophies in MGS5, I built a nuke and then dismantled my own nuke. And it cost a lot of money to do that, but I got two trophies out of it. <laughs> That's all I really wanted to do. Um, I was just like, fuck it, because who cares? Uh, you can get money in that game just by fucking wandering around and fultoning people and shit, so fuck it. From what I've seen, the trophy list in Death Stranding is not too bad. That's cool. It's not, I'm, like, overly ridiculous. I will eventually play it. Yeah, it's not, like, complete every side quest or whatever. There's probably hundreds and hundreds of them. Well, I think a lot of that game... I mean, it's probably really hard to 100% it. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Because, like... There's so much. Stuff's gonna happen to fuck you, and... 
I know, the, I the map's ginormous, and that it's hard. To, and it's Is not it like it's supposed easy to, to literally be all of the USA. It's no. It, you travel much, much faster throughout all of it. Well, yeah. I mean, like it can be that, but scaled down. I'm just saying. Right. Like, the entire you know, game is probably. A, I know I you're know. traveling from like east to west, or or maybe opposite. Yeah. But, no, um, you're right. East to west. Okay. You go from the east coast to the west coast. Okay, so the map's the USA. Yeah, the but map like is like a the very USA. different USA. Right, it's like much smaller though, technically. Yeah, like it looks like the map of the USA, but to, it wouldn't. You know, it would take you nowhere near as long to traverse it on foot as you would the entire USA on foot. I mean, I'm okay with the size that. of a state. I'm okay with that. I don't need it to be a photorealistic, you know, yeah, well, recreation. It's, yeah, it's definitely not. Uh, well, no, because there's uh, fucking spooky shit conquering all yeah, of and the, the terrain's the world. all fucked up and the, yeah. yeah, everything's all messed there's up. There's like little to no. Uh, civilization. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's like the only the only people that are out there are uh, people called mules. M u l e s. Okay. Like the pack mule mules. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. Uh, their whole every their whole objective in life is to just steal other people's cargo and hoard it for themselves. Oh, so this is like your enemy encounters of the right. game. Okay. They do Bandits, not want to hurt. Yeah, basically, they have no intention of hurting you. They just want your shit. They, so they'll just, like, knock you over and then take your shit. But, like, okay, that's cool. They're non-hostile to you? Yeah, they're not going to try Can you choose to be hostile to them? Oh, yeah, I ran one over with a bike. Oh, all right, sick. <laughs> you should to take my shit. I got time for that. Will they be hostile to you if you're hostile to them? I'm sure. Okay. But then they have, like, these little, like, electric spear things they'll throw, but they have, like, a pulsing yeah. effect that kind of knocks you over. Then I'm, I'm sure if they direct hit you with a spear, it hurt like a bitch. I've seen people talk about them a little bit and like, us. Uh, <laughs> I think it was Jim Sterling maybe said that, like, the interesting combat stuff only happens when you don't want it to happen. Like, you're just about to deliver a package, and then, like, oh, there's a bunch of people attacking me to get my packages. That sucks. You know, I I would want to actively fight people earlier when I wasn't doing anything, but here we are. Because I guess we'll just transition into this. This game has a really divisive opinion. Yeah. It's what I expected. Like... It's not necessarily what I expected because usually Kojima is pretty consistent in, uh, like, you know, there's people that aren't going to like his stuff no matter what. But Metal Gear is a very popular franchise, and it's one that people haven't really, you know, even people that don't like the weird idiosyncrasies of uh, Metal Gear uh, have kind of respected at the very least. Yeah. Uh, but this is untethered, unchained Kojima with uh, no fucks given, and he just wanted to make something completely different. And I think he succeeded. Oh, he definitely succeeded. See, this is like no other game that I've played. Yeah. It is, and that's part of what why I like it so much, is that it's like, it just feels different. I, I keep thinking about the response to this game and how it would probably be extremely different if this wasn't a Kojima game, like if this was just kind of like an indie title, like a weird like experiment that someone else un- unknown made, yeah. Uh, obviously, it probably wouldn't be this big budget with big actors in it or anything, but like just this concept of a game. Yeah, all of that is part of the charm, though. I'd say, like, yeah. if it was just some kind of like small game made by an indie studio, it would probably be much worse. Just because... Probably. I'm just saying it wouldn't be getting the huge split. Yeah, it wouldn't be getting the Because there'd be people either. that would, like, know right off the bat that this isn't for them and wouldn't even try it. Right. So Kojima's name attached to it is giving it such this big public presence that is interesting for something like this to be exposed to. 
mm-hmm. uh, which would never happen if it wasn't if it was anyone except Hideo Kojima, basically. Um, yeah, yeah, you're right. He he's benefiting really well off of his name, and he knows it because oh, yeah. he can get people to play anything. And right now, anything is just literally a walking simulator. Uh, Pizza Delivery Man, the game. Yeah, it's it's sort of like that. Pizza Delivery Man, but boo, a spooky ghost. (laughs) Whoa! Haunted Pizza Simulator. The the, the ghost thing is... They did a... uh, Kojima did... uh, And his team, of course. Don't forget about his team. Did a really good job of of making those, those ghosty things called BTs. Uh, terrifying to deal with. Yes. And the, the way this is set up, they're virtually invinc- invisible, right? You can't really see them. You could, you could uh, use the device on your back to create a pulse, or you can get sort of an image of them for a few seconds, and it disappears. So the only way you can really track exactly where they are is you have a little device that comes up and out of your back, and it, it has a light and, thing, yeah, yeah. and lightning that clicks and it spins and it, it'll turn more red and spin faster if one's closer of that to thing. you. It's really yeah, cool. and it points in the direction that it's coming at you from. And when you're going through them, first of all, you're in rain. Rain in that game is called time fall. It's not like normal rain. It rapidly ages everything it touches. Okay. So you'll see like you'll see like the the ground like grass will grow grass and plants will grow and die continuously on the ground while it's raining. Yeah. Um it, Sam is you know usually bundled up in like some like some kind of resistant gear to it. Plus some kind of waterproof gear or whatever and has a hood that comes all the way over so it doesn't touch him. But it also uh rusts out your cargo pretty bad. Right, so you so have you to have kind of to, protect it from the rain if you right. can. And if you're in time fall, you have to try to kind of either get out of it or get under something pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, but usually with time fall comes BTs. So now you're managing getting through this area at a decent pace while avoiding these things, sneaking around them, trying to hold your breath, managing your stamina because you're holding your breath. Because as you holding your breath makes them, makes them not detect you as much, but it reduces your stamina. So you have to kind of like change up how you're holding your breath. And there's no music, no nothing, and you just hear your thing clicking and rapidly picking up. And then when one tries to tries to grab you, some shit comes up out of the ground and fucking spooks the hell out of you. Right. The hands trying to reach up and pull you under. Yeah. Spooky shit. It's spooky as fuck. I, I've, I have not been grabbed yet. I'm, I'm sure it's, it's not fun. Uh, I have seen that you can just piss on those hands. They'll go away, and, and, it, and they go away. Piss yeah, so, and shit is your is your friend in this game. You can yeah, use piss, it shit, as uh, weapons. Your piss, your shit, and your blood are are weapons in this game. It's, it's fucking literally ridiculous. Okay, there's a big weird story reason behind it. <sighs> shit represents life, and you can use it to fight death. No, not that. Okay, not just, not that just, on the nose, buddy. Wow, dude. Okay, I bet. <laughs> No, it's like Sam Porter Bridges is Jesus, and so the blood of Christ compels death. Oh, but also the piss and shit of Christ compels you. I'm sure it would, wouldn't it? You know, I, I the Bible didn't really tell if me. If Jesus pissed on Satan, he might disintegrate. Satan? Satan. Uh, Satan probably just be mildly perturbed, but a <laughs> average, an average sinner, on the other hand. Yeah, like, it might, might you melt know, him. When Judas betrayed Jesus, he should have threw his shit at him, and then Judas wouldn't have fucking fucked around anymore. Judas would have went, you know... Would have went back home and thought about what he did, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure thing, buddy. 
<laughs> but yeah, um, something interesting I was thinking about uh, uh, is a little game called Metal Gear Survive. And uh, that game uh, sucks. But something Close. interesting uh, about that is that was made by Kojima's... Elements of Kojima's old team that made MGS5. Yeah, sure. And that's a survival-based game with yeah. uh, resource management and you're you're more preoccupied with your own survival as opposed to any direct missions or things and Death Stranding is sort of similar sort obviously of. it's a better game than Metal Gear Survive oh, much. but I'm wondering if this concept of uh, making a survival game uh, was on Kojima's mind even before he was fired from Konami yeah it definitely like I'm was. wondering if he was actually attempting to make maybe not Death Stranding but the genesis of the idea that would become Death, Death Stranding uh, way before, like a way long time ago. This is obviously something he's had cooked up for, for years anyway. Uh, and then, like, when he left, the remnants of his team had some stuff left over, and then they made Metal Gear Survive out of it. Yeah. I'm wondering if that's the case. And then, obviously, Kojima actually taking those ideas to their full conclusion was Death Stranding, as opposed to the half-baked bad game that was metal gear survive yeah it's sort of like a survival game it's it's what well, it is not of your own person but of the stuff you're carrying right i guess yeah it's more accurate it's, it's like the game is basically like load management walking and sneaking so, yes so it is still a stealth game too yeah there's supplements of stealth in it still which metal gear survive is as well i mean it's 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 kojima he still likes his stealth right Likes being able to sneaky boy. Because I've always had this like kind of assumption that like you know, uh, he didn't make Silent Hills for long. I think he was thinking about Death Stranding even when he was thinking about Silent Hills. I'm sure he had it cooked up. Yeah. <laughs> There's a, I forget the name of the video. Fuck. Well, I'm sorry. I'm not gonna be able to cite it. But uh, it's an interesting video that goes into like what PT is about and what Kojima was doing around the same time. That uh, kind of explains it as PT might not have ever been intended to actually be a teaser for Silent Hills. PT might have actually been intended to be uh, Kojima venting his frustrations about Konami uh -huh. in the form of this weird little thing. Uh, a, a lot of things point to it. There's a lot of weird frustrations because uh, the story that the weird little fucking aborted baby in the sink tells you is of someone that uh, hates hates the drag of current life and uh, tries to make a change. And it's like a violent, fucked-up horror scenario in that. But uh, there's lots of little connections that are really cool to see. Uh, it's a big brain. It's a galaxy brain. It might not be entirely correct, because I know there was other people wanting to make that game as well. But uh, it's interesting to think about whether he was intending to make a Silent Hills game at all. Because he did just go to Death Stranding pretty quick after getting picked up by Sony and uh, forming his own team. And, like, like the fact that this came out in the same generation as MGS5 is kind of insane to me. Like, we all thought Death Stranding was going to take forever to come out based on, like, they were all cinematic trailers that we were seeing. We weren't seeing gameplay for the longest time. Yeah. In fact, we still didn't see gameplay until like <laughs> the day the game came out almost basically. We saw a yeah. little bit of gameplay like a couple the tiniest bit. Yeah. Yeah. At, at TGS, I think. 
saw like a little <laughs> bit of gameplay. And who would have known? It's that interesting. Was, like, most yeah. of the game. So, anywho, did, did, did you did you play anything new? Well, me and you beat River City Girls. I guess we, we did. Can talk about we that. finished that game. That game's fun. That game's excellent. Uh, there was a couple little dumb, frustrating things that I didn't like about it. Yeah, uh, like put another. All right, so if you're you have a, a button that's your primary attack button, right? Why would you make that the same button? That enters shops or changes areas. Yeah, because, I mean, we're playing on PS4, so square is your light punch. And square is also what you use to interact with everything else in the game. That's not a smart idea. Yeah, it's not, because then you're trying to exit areas accidentally, even though when you're just trying to punch people. Yeah. Uh, But my complaints are fairly minor. Um, There's still a lot to do in that game that I'm looking forward to. Yeah, we're going to play with a little more. Um I don't know if you want to get into spoilers at all. I do want to talk about yeah, sure. the creativeness of that game. Timestamp it, Guzby, just in case there's one rogue person who wants to play 30, uh, 55. Well, River City we'll Grills. Now. Yeah. 31 minutes. All right. Spoilers for River, River Shitty Girls. Okay, so what you think the story is in that game is uh, not what the story is in that game. It's fun. What you think the story is in that game is these two girls, uh, they find out their boyfriends got kidnapped, and they go to rescue them. And what the uh, story actually is in that game is there's two insane girls who think they have boyfriends, but they do not. (laughs) And they go (laughs) on a murder spree (laughs) through the entire city trying to, quote get back their boyfriends who they don't actually have because when they meet their boyfriends at the end of the game they're like oh god it's those weird girls again let's get out of here (laughs) and that's kind of amazing that that's how this game ends that your protagonists are just clearly insane the whole game yeah uh but that game has such a good sense of humor and it doesn't really present them as positive people the whole game anyway no uh so it actually almost it kind of made sense but then their actual girlfriends aren't nice people either and then maybe they're not nice people either but like you know it's in a cartoonish way i'm not saying this is actually some like big nihilism commentary or anything (laughs) it's 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 all just like goofy and fun uh and i i appreciated that it had a twist in store particularly because the, the the game's story doesn't really present itself to you until the last minute of the game until then it's like go to this place where's our boyfriends i don't know go to this place where's our boyfriends i don't know fight this boss you see our boyfriends no fight this boss you see our boyfriends no and that's the whole game but it's just an excuse to have a lot of fun boss fights and fun encounters and grinding your characters up and leveling them up and learning new fight moves and things and yeah the game has a has a fun combo system yeah you unlock a lot of different different moves that uh you can change it in different ways both uh, characters have completely different move sets and yes. different tools at their disposal mm-hmm. lots of items you can get lots of uh power-ups you can get yeah it's it's there's, there's a lot going on and uh and when you beat the game you unlock fucking kunio and ricky the actual quote-unquote boyfriends that are not their boyfriends, <laughs> but the original protagonist of the River City Ransom series. So that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and then they have completely different movesets too. And then you could do New Game Plus and unlock a hidden boss and all kinds of other shit. There's collectibles. Uh, it's a really fun little beat-em-up. Yeah. I like it a lot. It's a good time. Uh, it's got a great aesthetic, great music. 
it's uh it's like it's it's 100% like a spiritual successor not just to the River City series but also to that uh now lost to time Scott Pilgrim versus the World game. Yep. Which is a sad story that uh that game is unavailable to many even though it's pretty good. It's great. Worthwhile. Sad time. I'm looking forward to uh trying to finish that game and plat it. Hopefully. Hopefully it's not too difficult to do. Other than that, I haven't really played anything new. I'm playing through uh Batman Arkham City. Uh which I've I beat years ago and I'm replaying like the uh the remastered HDified edition. Yeah. Arkham City's great still. Uh you can definitely feel its age when you play it. You'd definitely be like, oh, that's a game that came out in 2010. <laughs> that sure is a game that came out in 2010. Yes, sir. <laughs> and and I, like the more I think about it, the more I don't like certain aspects of the Batman series in general, the Arkham series, I mean. Uh, everything takes a long-ass time to do. Uh, even just the small instance of press square to open this vent is actually rapidly tap square to open this vent as opposed to just hitting a button. Yeah. And everything in the game is like that. Like, uh, I was just doing a deactivating bombs thing. And instead of just hitting square to deactivate bomb, you have, it has four red panels all around it and you have to approach each one and hit square and Batman punches it and then punches out and then it deactivates that one red panel and you have to go around the whole thing and deactivate each section of the bomb. Why? Yeah, it, there's a lot of things like that in that game that just like feel like uh they're making the game longer just because but I a lot of what I like about the Arkham games are the atmosphere and the level design. So that's really what I come here for. The yeah. references to things like right now I'm in the uh the penguins uh this museum he took over and that's one of the best locations in the game that i remember because the penguin has basically made the museum a museum dedicated to the penguins criminal empire and he has displays set up with like skeletons in them and <laughs> and uh people that he's captured and things like that and uh, and then there's like some where like people have escaped because like there's one that like clearly had victor zaz captured and on display <laughs> and you can hit the like little button that penguin has set up and penguin talks about like this is the most notorious serial killer in gotham but like zaz has escaped and you know that because there's like side missions with zaz and there's like really cool stuff like that like he has one set up for when he captures batman supposedly and when he captures the joker who he's in a turf war with uh, and then there's like, like all of his weapons that his criminal team uses and there's like skeletons holding the weapons and shit. And he's oh like, my God. these are rocket launchers. We stole off some military surplus and like, it's, it's great. I love all that shit. Like the world building and the Easter eggs and things. And those games are my favorite parts. And Arkham Knight is even better than city when it comes to that specific instance, the environments and world building. Everything else is kind of not as good because that game is just like boss battles. What are those? I don't know. Get in the Batmobile and drive around and be a tank. It's boring. It's boring. It's very boring. It is. Yeah. It's a big detriment. I will be replaying that one as well once I'm done with City. But that's going to take a while because I'm going to try and 100% it, which is something I've never done because City has way too much bullshit in it. Yep. And you're going to do it anyway. You'll be playing a new game. I don't hate doing it. Riddler trophies are something that I don't hate Riddler getting. Riddler trophies and trophies, but there is a lot of them in that game. Garbage. Yeah, 
There's less in city, thankfully. So, um, I mean, night, night. Yeah, there's less than yeah. yeah. The city has way too many. <sighs> but it's an obnoxious. I could one. be playing a new game, but I guess I'll just wait till you're done with Death Stranding and then I'll play that. Oh, okay. So there you go. Yeah, very good. I hope you do, buddy. I hope you do. I, I think, will. I think you'll like it. I think you also try to hundred percent that game because you're fucking insane. I probably will. Well, I mean, if the plat requires it, it does not. Oh well, then I won't. Honestly, I care more about that because, mm, like, okay. I don't want to waste my time necessarily. Although I do waste my time a lot. I'm about to say, <laughs> hey, I was, yeah, fuck it. I'm just gonna replay Tony Hawk's Underground Two again. Let's just go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> the never-ending Genhart hellscape. <laughs> hey, Genhart, let's go to BlizzCon. Oh fuck no. I mean, we didn't go. They're not going to accept my Winnie the Pooh cosplay, and not just because I'm not wearing pants. <laughs> <laughs> just like the Chinese dictator man in charge of the China. Doesn't wear he pants. doesn't wear pants, and he's large, and he wears a red shirt, and he's a bear that likes honey and gets stuck in holes. Is this accurate? Yeah, sure. I don't know how accurate the Winnie the Pooh comparison is with that man. It's probably not that accurate. <laughs> if well, I, had I don't to know where the meme. I I am fully embraced the meme because it's clearly one that made the man angry. Yeah, that's why uh, because he banned Winnie the Pooh. But I don't know what it's the basis like for it is necessarily. It's not a particularly great meme. The only reason it people love it so much is because he gets so mad about it. That's it. Yeah. And I'm I'm here for it. It's it's like if like it's like if like Trump had more power, and when a, people say that he looks like a Cheeto, he banned the Frito Lay Corporation from or existing. Just ban, or just ban Cheetos. Well, yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like if he had the power to ban Cheetos, which like calling Trump a Cheeto isn't the best joke. Like I get it, he orange. I get it. I get it. I get it. Not the first one to say that. Right. Um, yeah, Jimmy Fallon, stop saying that. <laughs> Jimmy Fallon. People think that man's funny. Ban Jimmy Fallon. Do people think that man's funny? Well, we're supposed to be talking about Blitzcom, but I want Jimmy Fallon thinks Jimmy Fallon is funny, for I sure. I guess that's good enough for him. Yeah. You know who else thinks they're sorry? Blizzard. Yeah, they think yeah, they're sorry. That's a good transition. They think they're sorry. They're not sorry. I, I heard that apology, and if yeah, you want to call it an opened, apology, they opened Blitz, yeah. BlizzCon with an apology, I guess, which is just like them basically saying they miscommunicated the whole China thing, which is not what people's problem is. Yeah, the dude came At out all. and started rubbing his nipples and went, "Oh, we're so sorry," and right. then just like left. <laughs> yeah, basically, that's it. And everybody was like, "What the fuck?" Uh, I mean, it, deservedly so. Everyone should be like, what the fuck? Uh, what a disappointing sequence of events. Uh, ordinarily, if this company announced Diablo 4 and Overwatch 2 in the same span of of an event, it would be a very exciting time. Yeah. But uh, I, they've, they've burned so many bridges that I can't possibly be excited for anything they make no, at this I can't, moment in time. No, I can't give them money with in good conscience. <sighs> No, I don't think so either. Not until they clean their shit up. I realize we can all be hypocrites as far as that goes. Like, you know, hey, I like Marvel movies, Justin. Uh, You know who else likes Marvel movies? Uh Uh-huh. China. 
Have have Marvel Studios kicked a person off their team because they uh, said free Hong Kong? Not yet, but they sure fired James Gunn real quick. So and then rehired him immediately a year later, as if nothing happened. Uh, so yeah, I don't like people getting fired over just you know nothing. Yeah, saying something that the company didn't like. Uh, not that these are necessarily comparable. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I think you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I guess certainly see Disney trying to silence Hong Kong talk if they tried to, just because they wanted to keep up their good faith with Disney. I mean, without sorry, with China, because you know, China gives them a lot of money for their Marvel movies. Mm-hmm, so sure much do. so that they like even like have like scenes in, I think Iron Man three and a couple others uh, where. Uh, they added scenes for the Chinese audience. Yeah. And also there's things like they had to, uh, not have the ancient one be, uh, a certain race, I believe. And that's why they made it the white woman, huh. which was a really controversial move at the time for Dr. Strange. So there's certainly elements of that at play. Don't get me wrong, but. I just think in this particular instance where Blizzard has shown no effort in convincing me that they know that they fucked up. Yeah. And that they're willing to admit that and move forward and move past it. I don't give a shit about Blizzard anymore. Right. Not that I really ever did, but like, you know. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I was interested in Overwatch at one point. I was even maybe willing to try it, but no, no, no. I mean, like, I, that. <laughs> I'm on, I'm in the understanding that, like, yeah, of course, there are people who made these games, and this is the interesting dilemma that you get hit in. It's like, yeah, people develop these games. People who even support Hong Kong have developed on these games. Yeah, and it's not their fault, right? But on the other hand, big chunk of that money goes to Blizzard. As as it goes up to the top, as as it usually goes to corporations. And so I don't want to see my money going up there. I don't want those despicable fucks touching my money. So they won't get a cent of it. Not until they flip this around. Which I don't think they will. I think, I think they're just going to... They're gonna, hoping that it'll just go away eventually. Right. I don't know if it will. And unfortunately, I feel like it might. At least for some gamers who have very I'm sure a lot, I'm sure there are spans. people out there who who are like just got super excited for Diablo 4 and Overwatch 2 and are going to buy it anyway. And I can't and depending on their reasoning, I can't I can't get, put it against them that much. Like for example, there there are people who are like, yes, Blizzard did something stupid, but there are people who made these games and I want to support them. And yeah. I understand that. And I can't like get mad at them for that. Yeah, I can understand it to a certain extent because, I mean, you know, I, I play an Activision fucking published game all the fucking time. Yeah, Crash you sure Racing. do. And I, it's because I like that game. And they're shitheads. Activision's shitheads. I don't know if Beanox necessarily is. Uh, you know, the the developers of Crash game. <clears throat> right. It depends. It's a sticky situation where the higher-ups are fucking shitheads, no matter what game you're yeah. buying, usually. Yep. Unless it's super indie. It's almost like the higher-ups are shitheads. What a revelation. Almost like CEOs suck. What? What? Huh? 
Just be, I don't know. I feel like you're uh, being a dickhead right now, man. Mm-hmm. Why are you attacking rich people like mm-hmm. this? Mm-hmm. Why are I, you coming at them like this? I wanna. Man. I want to attack Look, Bill you. Gates is a nice guy, okay? So nice that he's like, look, if Bernie Sanders is going to tax me $100 million, $100 billion, sorry. Sorry. That's a good distinction to make. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to vote for that guy because, you know, what am I? What do I even have left if he takes $100 billion? And the answer is $3 billion. Right. Which is more billion dollars than a lot of people have. And I feel like he could live on three billion dollars you know the rest of his life yeah well for the several lifetimes for like an entire city could subsist off of three billion dollars but that's okay yeah i, I feel bad for him he deserves <laughs> he deserves 106 billion dollars if you take away a hundred of that billion then he only has six billion and that's bullshit <laughs> let the man have billions billions of billions of billions Come on, man. He still would. He he made Microsoft 98. <laughs> Windows 98? That's what I meant. <laughs> yeah. I was Microsoft laughing at my own stupidity because whatever. Windows. I don't even know if he made Windows 98. I no, I'm sure he stopped actually being actively on the development team. Uh, after, like, the first window. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, he made enough billions to not have to do anything for the rest of his life, which is pretty cool. It's pretty cool that he can do that. Yeah. And then just still have $100 billion. Yep. Yep. Fuck that shit. What, what other shit are we going to fuck? In, in, it, what do you mean? <laughs> what kind of shit are we fucking? Are we fucking Terminator? You don't want to talk about anything else? You want to get right into this right now? Yep, I'm in. Let's go. Oh, that's depressing. I have nothing else I want to talk about. I want to get this over with. I said right. I say that a lot. I feel like I say that a lot in this show. I just want to get it over with. Which is unfortunate. But you know, movies suck. Movies are an inescapable hell pit, and it's yeah. weird that we have decided to base at least seventy percent of our show around them. Yeah. But that's okay, I guess. Let's just continue to hate everything we watch. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it does make things, you know, funny. I don't know. It's, it's funny when we watch a movie that bad and then to complain about it on show. But you know what's not funny? Hmm. Watching the movie. No, it's not. <laughs> not usually. This movie was was pretty damn funny in a couple different sections. No, you know what? I, like I, we're being really thing. harsh and cynical here. This movie isn't even bad, per no, se. It's just like, okay. It's just like one of those, like, there's nothing original here. It's like The Force Awakens, but worse. Yeah, that's I, I, agreeable to me. I'm someone that kind of likes The Force Awakens. I'll defend it occasionally. Because well, it has, like, the new stuff that's in Force Awakens. Is I like the new Star Wars characters. I like Rey. I like Finn. I like Poe. I feel like they really nailed the new characters of the new trilogy. And then they kind of got lost in the weeds a little bit in Last Jedi because, like, you know, not to open up that can of worms... I just feel like you need to give all your characters equally interesting things to do, and they didn't really do it. Yeah. Like, I really like Rey's storyline in Last Jedi, but then Finn just fucks off and does something. And, and like, I really want everyone to have equal good development. That's what the original Star Wars trilogy did with their, at the time, original characters. Luke's journey was interesting, but so was Han and Leia's. That's pretty important to me. Uh, 
so I'll defend Force Awakens for sure, though, because I feel like they at least have good characters. Uh, yeah, this, though, this uh, has one good character, I guess. It has some interesting things going on, but if if they were to make another one after this, I don't know what direction they would take it, and the characters that are left well, are you know, get interesting hard. to me. I guarantee you this was the first in a trilogy. Oh, just me wasn't ever. But, you know, <laughs> let's, 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 let's explain what that means. All right. So every Terminator movie has two, basically. <laughs> it's supposed to be the first in a trilogy. Like, when do we talk about the Terminator in this uh, in this franchise? I'm looking through our episodes right now, and I'm trying to remember. Look at the episode that's called The First in a Trilogy. That's one of them. That's for sure one of them. <laughs> right there. Yeah, I believe uh, our, uh, if you want to listen to our previous discussions about Terminator films, uh, head back to episode 38 titled Making Pipe Bombs is Foreplay. Uh, and then I believe it's only four episodes because we did a doubler. Uh, it's making pipe bombs as foreplay. Uh huh. Future man goops through bars. Milk me dry, Papa Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> and the first in a trilogy, which we revealed, we reviewed uh, Salvation and Genesis right. in that episode. So those four episodes, if you want to hear our previous thoughts on Terminators, we'll reiterate a, a little bit of it here because it's impossible to talk about this movie without talking about four other movies, unfortunately. Yeah. Five other movies, sorry. This is the sixth Terminator movie. So they attempt to do, you know, the thing. The Halloween thing, where it's like, ah, oh, fuck. God, that was a lot of bad sequels. Ah, let's just ignore them. Only the good ones happened. And then we'll just make a sequel to that. And then that, everything's good after that. That's fine. Now, Halloween, I think, kind of succeeded on that front. 2018 Halloween. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, it did a better job. I think it certainly did. And its new characters were more interesting. It's doing a very similar kind of thing. Uh several different generations of strong women characters confronting a threat the movie yeah was the movie in both instances but terminator didn't succeed on all fronts because you got you know linda hamilton as not as interesting version of sarah connor yeah way less interesting version of sarah Just you got mackenzie davis as the new like time traveler who is a enhanced human enhanced with terminator something or other and uh she was the best of the three yeah i think so for sure uh mackenzie davis is great actually she's really good in um an episode of black mirror called san junipero yes watch that if you get a chance that's an excellent episode of television yeah one of my favorites ever Uh, well i mean black mirror is almost like the little mini movies that all stand alone yeah Black Mirror itself is very inconsistent, but the good, oh, yeah, but that's the good true. stuff, the good stuff is real good. The good stuff is good, and then uh, you know your main character, the new Sarah Connor or or John Connor. Ooh, what a twist! Whoa, it uh, wasn't very interesting at all. No, it was not. So let's just get into the basics of how we came to this point. Yes, please hit me up. This is the sixth Terminator film, Terminator Dark Fate, but technically the third in continuity. Taking place after T2, Judgment Day. Yeah. The classic. Uh-huh. And ignoring badly received sequels. Let's name them off for you. Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines. Terminator Salvation. Terminator Genesis. All those are uh, 
not canon anymore. Oh, also Terminator, the Sarah Connor Chronicles, the television show that we didn't really watch or discuss that much because, nah, fuck you. I'm not watching that. No, I already good. watched five Terminator movies. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> no, I don't no need thanks. it. I don't need it. James Cameron is quoted as saying, all of these take place in, quote, alternate timelines. Of course they do. What a cop out. Okay. Um, so when we watched, uh, our initial timeline here is just one, two, three, easy to follow the Terminator, the Terminator two, the Terminator three. Yeah. It's an easy to follow timeline right there. Everything kind of makes sense except for the fact that if you want to be specific, Terminator three's biggest crime is it undoes Terminator two's ending which is pretty definitive. They stop the future from happening. Yeah. The evil future with Terminator's Skynet. Right. They stop it. And I choose to believe that's the ending for the franchise still. Yep. Uh, because it sure is the ending of them being good. <laughs> well, yep. really good, at least. Uh, I'd say good. And then you get Salvation, and Salvation, I guess you could say follows three, but then like there's weird things that, don't work and confuse me yeah and it's a bad movie makes sense <sighs> salvation was originally going to be the first in a trilogy it's designed to be that but then salvation came out and it did okay but eh, not critically not critically no it's so the rights transfer to another company and they're like, all right, we'll make our own Terminator film and it's going to be great. You know, instead of just going off of this complicated continuity of four films, we're going to do our own thing. We're going to erase the continuity with a fucking jackhammer and we're just going to fuck it all up. And they sure did in Terminator Genesis because they sure fuck that continuity real hard. Oh, yeah. uh, Sarah Connor Younger, Kyle Reese gets sent back. Terminator 1 don't happen. Oh, there's a T-1000. Oh, there's a there's a other Terminator. He's John Connor. What is even happening in that movie? It's nonsense. So much nonsense that although it was kind of a success, in large part thanks to foreign markets, they kind of just immediately start over. And that's when we get the creation of, of this film. Uh, this film's written by a fucking shitload of people. <laughs> Well, there's a problem. Oh, uh, that's a huge problem, yeah. So, the story was conceived by the following people, whether in concept or actual screenplay. Okay. Let's list them off for you here. James Cameron, who really needs no introduction. You know who James Cameron is. He's that guy that likes underwater a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Charles H. Eggley. He's a TV writer. Egg. Egg. <laughs> And producer. He worked on Dexter and The Shield. Not, not, I know what you're thinking. Not the bad Dexter. <laughs> the good Dexter. Oh, good oh, Dexter. Okay. When Dexter was good, before he was a lumberjack at the end of Dexter. Uh, previously, he worked with Cameron when they co created the series Dark Angel that I've never heard of. I'm sure it was good. Anyway, okay. next up is Josh Friedman or Fried Man. I doubt it's Fried Man. <laughs> I like that one. That this guy wrote Fried Man. Uh, a film of mine that I feel is really underrated. A film of mine. A yeah, film I feel is really yeah, underrated. Like, you don't have that. Film. I didn't That's make not yours. I didn't make Steven Spielberg's War of the Worlds. I'm sorry. I don't mean to take credit for that. I also really like that movie. It's a really underrated movie. Yeah. I feel like it gets a bad rap. So he wrote that. 
And this guy is the creator of Terminator the Sarah Connor Chronicles. <laughs> Head writer for that. Not great. Currently, he's co-writing Avatar 2, if it ever comes out. Nope. <laughs> Apparently, it's coming up, ain't it? Next up, a man you've probably heard of, David Goyer, who wrote yeah. Batman Begins, which is good. Yep. And he also wrote Man of Steel, which is not good. Yep. And Batman v Superman, which is not good. <laughs> oh, and he directed a little hit film called Blade Trinity. Directed, sorry. Oh. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. No. Anyway, and uh, Justin no. Rhodes, who is a uh, writing partner of David Goyer, and uh, he is a writer on uh, Terminator Dark Fate. Oh, that's it? Yeah. He doesn't have, like, any writing credits on IMDb. I don't know what the fuck. He's supposed to be a writing partner? See, this, see this? He's like the Hawkeye in this lineup, you know? He's just, like, he's just there. Everybody's like, what's your superpower? He's like, I, I, don't, I ain't got none of those. I'm just here. You know what I mean? He's like the Ringo to this Beatles. Yeah. He's like he's like everybody here is Simon. He's Garfunkel. Oh, okay, okay. okay you get yeah. the idea. Yeah. And Billy Ray. Not Cyrus. Aw. <laughs> damn it. He has writing credits on tons of crap. Uh just to name a few random things. Volcano. No. Captain Phillips. No. The Hunger Games. No. Overlord. Hmm. And the recently released to Will Smith's movie, Gemini Man. Mm. Also in like 569 different formats for your viewing pleasure. <laughs> hey man, Ang Lee is a genius, don't you doubt oh, anything I'm, he I'm makes. I'm sure, like every movie is his magnum opus. Yeah, but he'll never he'll never top Hulk, his best film. <laughs> How? <laughs> you don't like the Hulk oh. poodles? What is he, like Tommy Wiseau? Ang Lee? Yeah. Nah, because he can make good things. He made Brokeback Mountain. He made Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Like, Ang Lee, Life of Pi. I think he's just more like a, I don't know, like a Roland Emmerich, where, like, (laughs) sometimes he makes something fucking great, and then sometimes he makes Welcome to Marwin. Like, you don't know, fucking whatever. Who cares? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Anywho, so way back in 2013, before Terminator Genesis came out, guess what they announced? It was going to be the start of a trilogy. (laughs) (laughs) And sequels were scheduled in advance. Movie didn't even come out yet. Movie's coming out in 2015. They schedule a release of Terminator Genesis 2, or whatever they would call it, Terminator Exodus, Terminator Numbers, Terminator Revelations. Terminator 69. (laughs) Gotta name all the rest of the books of the Bible. Terminator Acts. (laughs) They have to spell them weird, too, though. Yeah, Terminator numbers would be like with just like a a number sign. Yeah. Yeah. Uh they scheduled releases for these in 2017, 2018. I hope you liked those movies. They didn't exist though. But following the poor box office performance and critical reception of Genesis, you know, it did okay, but it only made its money back. It didn't make them buku bucks. Uh You know, those plans were altered slightly. Oh, really? <laughs> Dana Goldberg, the chief creative officer for Skydance Pictures, said in October 2015 that uh, she, quote, wouldn't say the franchise is on hold so much as readjusting. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) So, 
Producer David Elson begins talks with one Tim Miller, the uh, who is then attached to direct a follow-up to his breakout success, Deadpool. Miller drops out of directing Deadpool 2 after having some creative differences with Ryan Reynolds. So Miller decides to accept the job on Terminator instead. Uh, this would go on to be a brilliant decision as Terminator Dark Fate made no money <laughs> and Deadpool 2 broke all of Deadpool 1's box office records for right. an R-rated film, which now have been broken by Joker, but that's a whole other story entirely. Um, yeah. So anyway, producer David Ellison, who feels Genesis could have could, could been better, maybe a little bit. Hey, maybe just a hair, just a little baby bit. <laughs> Recruits James Cameron to come in and once again produce a Terminator film in the hopes of making, you know, a better movie. Cameron likes Ellison's idea to make a direct sequel to T2, but only agreed to produce if Arnold Schwarzenegger was involved. That's the entire reason Arnie is in this movie. There's your first mistake. Yeah. (laughs) He is literally fucking useless in this movie. When we get through the plot, we'll... uh, Useless. (laughs) Pretty much. So Tim Miller is quoted as saying he felt that audience has had a, quote, lost hope after the previously poorly received sequels. Miller said that with Cameron producing, there was a seal of quality, which would serve to win over the fan base and make them feel like the film was, quote, going to be handled at least in a way that the original filmmaker would want. And that is true because Cameron contributed a lot to the writing of this movie, which is something that he hasn't done in this franchise since T2. Um, but also, as we well know, Cameron, uh, could be a deeply flawed, insane man at times. (laughs) We're not sure. Especially at this point in his career. Oh, he's trying to make like nine Avatar movies. I don't know. We'll see if he even makes two. So in 2017, Cameron announced that this new Terminator film would be the start of a trilogy. Yeah. Oh, baby. That would involve Schwarzenegger, but also new characters that they would, quote, pass the baton to. The film's $196 million budget was split between Skydance, Paramount, and 20th Century Fox. But in 2018, Tencent, yes, that one, Yeah, that Tencent, that one, joins as a co-financier, supplying about 10% of the entire budget and handling Chinese distribution, marketing, and merchandising. Bookmark that for later, because that'll be fun. Uh, yeah, we see, we just bitched about Chinese meddling in American businesses, but we went to go see this movie and we paid money. We gave 10 cent, we 50 were, cents at least. We were under <laughs> obligation. Oh, were we? Yep. Oh, to this fucking show? Yep. You're about to quit it when we spin Resident Evil. I'm currently, 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 I'm working. When Resident Evil gets spin, I'm quitting my job. <laughs> Fuck. Well, you can't quit if I cut off your head and make you be on this podcast. Just as a head. Oh, okay. It's like Futurama. Yeah, go ahead, buddy. <laughs> head in a jar. I'd, it's, I'd rather be in a head in a jar and watch Resident Evil. <laughs> Good. Um. <laughs> all right. So, uh, now this is this is such an insane fact, and it explains a lot. Cameron 
gave Miller a list that he wrote on paper <laughs> of action scenes he had ideas for. For no film in particular, just ideas for action scenes. Okay. And he says, Miller, I want you to work these into the plot of the film. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Right? Now, I don't know necessarily which ones were chosen and which ones weren't chosen. At the very least, the scene with the Humvee underwater was something that Cameron had an idea of before they even had a script. Before they even had yeah, any Yeah, you can tell that was a little ham-fisted, so yeah. I <sighs> like a lot of the action. And like the Uncharted movie. 3 scene. So. It's in this movie. We're at the filming stage, and we begin filming... In Mexico, I believe, but the film will later shift production to Spain, the UK, Hungary, and the United States. A big, big, expensive production all around the world. <laughs> of course. Boy, this won't backfire. So, uh, we're, we're at the opening scene factoids here, which I have a lot of about, and you could probably know why when uh, Jusby tells you what the opening scene of Terminator Dark Fate is. All right, we get we get a bunch of shit, including the Tencent logo that made me groan, and then the movie dun, dun, starts. Dun, dun, dun. Yep. Kick, kick, the evil kick corporation? Music. What's that? What? Skynet? I mean Tencent. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> movie opens. You're on some beach somewhere. I don't mm -hmm. know. Wherever. Hey, boys. Guess what year it is? 1998. Oh, shit. Terminator 2 time. It's just around right that time. Right after Terminator 2. We get either, I'm guessing, a very digitally de-aged. Yes. A set of actors here. Oh, yes. So we got Linda Hamilton. Yeah, she's back. in the movie as an old yeah. woman later, but this is digitally de-aged to be 1998, Linda Hamilton. Edward Furlong, the yeah. man himself, sure. <laughs> is here. Oh, at long last, Edward Furlong is back as John Connor. Also digitally de-aged and shot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because all of a sudden, oh, what's that? It's a digitally de-aged Arnold Schwarzenegger, which is not the first time we've seen that in this Showed franchise. up with a little sawed-off shotgun. Eli, his time shoots John Connor twice. Yep. In slow-mo. So uh, this is a uh, this is a shocking opening to a film. Yeah, they're isn't like, it? remember the last movie? Yeah, fuck you. Yeah. Um. Now we previously Great. we talked about how we didn't like, or at least I didn't like. I assume you can agree. Oh yeah. The Terminator Three kind of shits all over the plot of Terminator Two. This does the same thing. This does the same thing, except even worse in the span of thirty seconds. So let's talk about how they came to uh. You know, decide what to do with John Connor in this movie. You know, John Connor's been everything in this franchise. He's been not born yet. He's been a little kid. He's been an adult man who is a dweeb stealing from a vet. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's been Christian Bale yelling at people on set. <laughs> he's great. He's been the bad guy of the film. Also a Terminator. And now he's been dead. <laughs> he's been all over the place in this franchise. Uh, that goes to show you how many times uh, they've made movies that are different. Because in basically every instance except Little Kid and Dead John Connor, this is a different actor every time. 
Yes. I believe, uh, what's the listing? We got, we've got Furlong, we got whoever played him in 3, we got Christian Bale, and we got whoever played him in Genesis, and yeah. whoever played him in Terminator, Sarah Connor Chronicles. Yeah. That's five different John Connors. Too many. That's a lot of John Connors, man. That's, that's too many John Connors. There's nothing we really do about it. So, the still. decision to kill off John Connor came from James Cameron. Of course it did. Fucking hack. I got a quote for you. Yeah, okay, quote me up. <laughs> Here's what James Cameron said about it. Mm-hmm. It's like, let's just get that right off the table. Let's just pull the carpet out from underneath all of our assumptions of what a Terminator movie is going to be about. Let's just put a bullet in his head at a pizzeria in the first 45 seconds. <laughs> You want to slap the audience in the face and say, wake up. This is going to be different. I feel like that accomplished that. I hate the violence of it. I hate the idea of a kid being shot. But that dramatic fuel that it gives the story is kind of undeniable. All right. All right, Mr. Cam Cam. <laughs> Mr. Mr. James Cammy Cam. Milk, 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 my titties, Cameron. Ew. Oh. It didn't. It didn't do anything you just said. You want to make people do? Go. The fuck's wrong with you, dude? <laughs> and then, and then the movie started for reals. Tim Miller agreed with this decision. I'm sure he did because he felt that it was for the best that Sarah Connor be an unhappy character. Uh, no, his quote. Grief has made her want to be an emotionless killing machine, and at the end of the movie, she's allowing herself to care again. She comes back to humanity. Her shriveled heart has blossomed again. That was the journey. Yeah, it was. In Terminator 2. Yeah. You fucking idiot. You made the same movie. <laughs> you, you, you made the same exact movie. It's not different this time, James Cameron. This is, this is what we were talking about, where it's like The Force Awakens, but worse. Because now you have it literally looping. The same shit again, where you have punished Sarah Connor uh-huh. coming out, except instead of being in an asylum and being all crazy crazy, she's, she's out in the wild being all crazy crazy. Yeah. Which, Which is, like, you know, admittedly, I, I do agree in the sense that you want her to be crazy crazy, I guess, because yeah. it's more interesting for your movie. But also it shows no growth for the character over the course of the franchise. Right. I was hoping to get, it's like... It's cyclical as opposed to actually development. I was hoping to see a badass but more sympathetic Sarah Connor in this movie. Yeah. It did not get that. No, at not all. really. Got, got, got a, a crazy cold hard bitch, which, like, yeah, sure, whatever. But that already happened in Terminator 2. That was fun in Terminator 2. You don't need to do it the again. The cool thing about Terminator 2 Sarah Connor is it's completely different from Terminator 1 Sarah Connor. Right, who is helpless. This is and, just Terminator yeah. 2 Sarah Connor again. Right. Now, to add insult to injury to this scene, at the 2019 San Diego Comic-Con, Edward Furlong was brought on stage and James Cameron introduced him to the crowd and said... He's back as John Connor. And later, Furlong had to clarify that his part would be small. And Tim Miller later said that he regretted Cameron's decision to divulge this information. Because what you're doing is tricking the audience. And not in a good way. No. Uh, You're tricking them into thinking that Edward Furlong is back as John Connor and he's going to be a part of the movie. Whereas he's in it for 30 seconds. Less than that. It'd be like 10 he was brought in to briefly play John Connor. 
digitally de-aged even like it's not even that like edward furlong is in the movie really no not really as he is now he's mo-capped to be played by a stand-in same with sarah connor uh who I guess let's talk about her joining the film because that's clearly the thing that they marketed this movie most on. Absolutely. Linda Hamilton is back as Sarah Connor. That's clearly the big different marketing tool they have here. You know, the last time they marketed it around, hey, Arnold Schwarzenegger is back. He's also back this time, but it was more of a given this time, I guess, than it was for Genesis. Right. Which followed Salvation where he was in it sort of as a digital CG character. Right. So Linda Hamilton's return to the character of Sarah Connor was not a given, uh, even though the script relied heavily on her character with no real backup plan. Uh, they didn't, like, they didn't know if she was going to accept. <laughs> I don't know Jesus why. Jesus Christ. Uh, Hamilton had basically retired from acting and was really hesitant to return. Uh, her quote here, I didn't want it to look like a shameless money grab. I am living this quiet, lovely life that doesn't involve being a celebrity. And you really have to think, do I really want to trade that in again for another 15 minutes? Now, James Cameron, who uh, previously, uh, post-Terminator 2, dated Linda Hamilton for a little bit, uh, sent her a long, rambling email. This is a quote from Cameron. With a lot of reasons why she should do it and a lot of reasons why she shouldn't. Six weeks, she mulls over that email and then finally decides to sign on. So uh, that was not a sure thing at any point. And I, I, it, it astounds me that this huge production they're making, trying to reboot this franchise for the fucking third or fourth time, they don't really have a definite plan in place. Right. They're just fucking skating by on the skin of their ass. <laughs> and Hamilton says... Uh, she put in ten times the effort into her physique than she did on Terminator 2, which kind of just makes sense because she is uh, 70 years old. Right. And she's not that old. I don't know how old she is. Whatever. <laughs> she's old. Right. Uh, speaking of the body double for the uh, mocap de-aging scene, Linda Hamilton said she was displeased with her body double's performance during the opening scene and tried to coach her reactions to make it appear more authentic. Hamilton was ultimately disappointed she didn't actually physically appear on screen for this scene. Quote, It wasn't me, and it really hurt. I cried my eyes out when I got home. Uh, welcome to uh, the future of acting, everybody. Isn't it great? Yeah, it's not you. Yay! I'm sure you saw the news that uh, fucking James Dean is going to be in a movie. He's dead. Yeah. <laughs> How's that happening? How's he just going? How do you just do this? How do you just do this and not think about it? I understand for things like this with people's consent. You know, although it upset Linda Hamilton, she did sign away the rights to uh, let her character be digitally de-aged, as did Edward Furlong, as did Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right. So my conscience is a little more clean about that, I suppose, than it would be for something like, "Hey, it's James Dean here in this movie that I didn't, I, I didn't film. I was dead." Where's the endpoint on this? It's kind of a creepy future. A future ruled by machines, even, yeah, if you think it's, about it's, it. It's Casablanca 2 with Humphrey Bogart in it. 
Oh, hell yeah, dude. I can't wait. It's going to be an action film directed by Michael Bay. Michael mm-hmm. Bay's Casablanca 2. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Play it again, Sam Cox Gun. Oh, it's going to be sick. Can't wait. I'm, I want to die in the future. <laughs> yes. It, it's funny, this technology that, by the way, was used from video games. By the way, mocap. Way back in the day. Necessary to, for yeah. those. First used in something like Prince of Persia. Yeah. Back in the day, then Mortal Kombat, then uh, all the, going all the way up to like like a game like Death Stranding, for example, we just talked about earlier. Uh, I think I, this is a good example of it being used as a tool of good. Right, because yeah, you can't otherwise counterpoint. You can't just film people and put them into like an engine of a video game unless you're doing not like, unless you're trying to make a game for the Sega CD. Right. <laughs> which which we are not. We are making no, a game for the PlayStation Four Entertainment Home Console. So we have to put it in the engine. To use motion capture, but you have these people actually act. Yeah. And then you have them... And act well in the case of that game. Oh, yeah, the acting is excellent in Death Stranding. Yeah. Probably way better than Linda Hamilton's body double in fucking (laughs) Terminator Dark Fate. Which, I don't know, I don't remember it, because she was on screen for all of, like, 15 seconds. She said no or something, I don't know, because her son got shot. Sure, whatever. I don't fucking. Yeah, that's the only thing I remember from that scene. I'm just joking. I don't remember how everything looks. I just remember being pissed. All right, so with that out of the way, which although that scene takes place over the course of 30 seconds, it warrants a lot of discussion. Yeah, because it's a, it's a gigantic part of this movie. <laughs> and and one that has is very nonsensical plot-wise because all right, hasn't been that long since we watched Terminator 2. I mean, remember how Terminator 2 ends, right? Yeah. They're like, "Hey, we got to kill Skynet. We got to melt the Terminator chip." So that they can't make more Terminators. And they do. They succeed. And then Arnold, good Arnold, dad Arnold. <laughs> Daddy Arnie. Is like, I have to kill myself in the molten lava because there is one chip remaining. And he points to his head. And John Connor's like, no, Daddy Terminator, no. And he's like, I'm sorry, I won't be back, LMAO. And then he, <laughs> uh, he he lowers himself into the lava, gives the iconic thumbs up as he dies. Wonderful ending scene. It's a wonderful ending to a wonderful film and a wonderful ending to this franchise if it actually had the guts to end as opposed to just string us along for endless sequel bait uh, for all time. <sighs> Unfortunately. Yeah. But... This means that, you know, in order to make this opening scene happen, they have to contradict this hard. They have to say, oh, well, yeah, there was other Terminators, though. Fuck off. Yeah, that's bullshit. Why is... You made such a big deal about Arnold being like, we have to kill the last remaining why one, is just one of them and a T- sacrifice myself. Why is just one of them a T-1000, then? Yeah, well, because I guess they, the implication is that Skynet sent other things back to kill John Connor in case the T-1000 failed, I guess. So you're sending inferior Terminators in so case you're really good So they sent other T-100s? Right. Was the T-1000 the only T-1000? I don't remember if that was actually established. I, it wasn't. It wasn't established at all. I'm, yeah. I'd imagine there are probably a bunch of them because they're probably mass-manufactured well, just like the Well, I think like it was T-100s. the only one because it, they established... No, yeah, because they say it was an experimental model. Oh, okay. Experimental poly metal, whatever, because that's why you use liquid metal and shit. It's an experimental Terminator model. So at the same time they sent the T-1000, they're like, 
all right, we're going to send a bunch of these T100s. Yeah, then, that's kind of overkill. But then how at that does point. it work when they're sent at different times? So th- this if is why that happened. This is why playing with time sucks balls. Yeah, but if that happened, wouldn't Terminator know it? The good Terminator. I know he was programmed, uh, reprogrammed by the rebels, but he's still privy to all the knowledge of the other Terminators. Right. So wouldn't he know them, like they and warn them that there's a bunch coming at different there's times? There's a bunch more coming. Do not just hang out in Mexico. <laughs> now they might be under the implication that it it wouldn't happen anyway because we 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 stopped Skynet if from you becoming. Deleted, I mean, if they were already there, they would still be in the past already. But that, that, we're getting into like the contradictions of time travel in general, which is a big problem with this franchise. It's always been, even in the good ones. Like yeah. in order for John Connor to be born, Kyle Reese has to travel back in time and fuck and fuck. Which is weird because he exists in a future that should not exist in that case then. So John Connor shouldn't exist. Especially if they stop the future from happening. John Connor shouldn't exist. <laughs> he should fade from existence the instance they destroy the future society. Correct? If you're going to go with hard time travel rules Right, here. that would be an intense ending. He just fades the away. The Terminator from melts, and then John yeah. John Connor just fades away into petals. Yeah, it's way easier if you think of this in like a Marvel movies, uh, an Infinity War, well, Endgame uh, perspective, where you yeah. don't fuck with the timeline so hard. But if you're thinking of it in like a Back to the Future perspective, uh, it's just all fucked. Yeah, everything's That's fucked. Just all fucked. Right. You know? So yeah, everything's fucked, including you know the reason for this movie to exist, which is none. Yeah. So. It, you know, it doesn't even rely heavily on Skynet, is the is the sad thing. No, because Skynet doesn't exist. Well, because they actually do prevent that specific future where Skynet yeah, creates Terminators. Another incredibly But then another similar. company called Legion just does it way later in the future, in 2040 instead of 1997. So, oops. Yes, Terminators anyway. are just going to happen anyway. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It just happens yep. anyway. Fuck you. So then, why are they still Terminators? We're in Mexico, Jusby. Why are they uh, still? Why are they still Terminators? It's a good question. They should be kind of different, but they're like the same. They're still metal skeleton guys. Well, this Terminator that we see in this movie is pretty different. Um, he's like the T one thousand two. Right. <laughs> he's like uh, T two thousand. Liquid metal, but also like able to exist in two places at once. It's weird. Like he's like he's able to like put his skin off of his skeleton and exist as just the skin. And then the skeleton does other stuff, which is kind of cool, actually. I it's like cool that concept. idea. Yeah, sure. Um, and the guy does a good job of portraying this Terminator, in my opinion. Uh, Gabriel Luna plays yeah. the new experimental Terminator model, the Rev-9. Uh, he recently played uh, Ghost Rider on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the Robbie Reyes version of Ghost Rider, not the Nicolas Cage version of Ghost Rider. Uh, I mean Johnny Blaze. But anywho... So we're in Mexico. What happens in uh, in Terminator Dark Fate? So we get introduced to our lead. I forget her name. Oh, I got it right here. You hit me up, buddy. Her name is... This is me sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, so... Natalia Reyes. Oh, oh, that... She has a name. Is the actress's name. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) See, you didn't know. Nope. (laughs) She plays the new Sarah Connor. I mean, John Connor... Danny. There you go. Danny. That's yeah. her name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we get an introduction to Danny and shows her brother and her father and her brother's like weird singer man. Oh, wait. Who's... A little bit before this, we get our, of course, we get 
uh, Mackenzie Davis getting traveled back in time. Oh yeah, we get our we get our yeah. protagonist and our Terminator both traveled back in time, just uh-huh. like a Terminator one. Yeah. Same shit. Yeah, but in the end, that scene where where uh, she takes clothes and then uh, of course, yeah, and then uh, bad Terminator takes clothes and but instead like takes form of somebody and I guess kills them when he does that or something. I don't understand how it works. Yeah, he he doesn't have to like touch people to assimilate their uh well, yes he has to touch them to assimilate oh them. does he yes okay so it is like the t-1000 right okay. he has to touch them to assimilate them but it also just like sucks all their life force out <laughs> apparently that's cool. how it works <laughs> i don't know why i remember that but not these characters names <laughs> so <laughs> yeah so then we got we got introduction introduction to good old nanny nanny here and she uh working at a factory yeah, it's like a car factory of some yeah, sort in and Mexico. Her and her brother both work there. Yeah, and her father sends them off with their lunches, and they drive together to the to the, to the jobby job. And in the meantime, uh, the the Terminator visits dad. He's dead. He's gone. Yeah, they don't show it, but you know that. that well, he's happened, gone. He's gone. Yeah. And so well, you have is them this working. familiar? No, nah, I must just be imagining things. I'm, it's that this weird. Is I don't know. To I, 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 don't I can't know. recall what it's familiar yeah. to. I can't like I can't put it at the top tits the tip of my tongue. Oh Terminator two Oh Wolfie's just fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sure, buddy. I'm sure. Oh man. Yeah, see everything in Terminator two is good and iconic and everything in this is derivative and dumb. Right. What? Anywho, so you get some kind of thing where like, oh, your your, your brother's about to get laid off, and Danny gets all mad and goes to talk to supervisor. In the meantime, Terminator, who is copy of Dad, comes in like, oh, I'm delivering lunch to my daughter, and there, and then ready at the factory's like, okay, go ahead, buddy, boo, and he goes over, and in the meantime, while while he's coming over looking for them to kill them, you got you got good human hybrid girl yeah uh steal security guards clothes because she doesn't get to touch people and become them not not doesn't have that luxury right and so she sneaks in like a security guard to stop it because she knows where this terminator is mm-hmm. i guess i guess i like her a lot in this movie i yeah. really need to emphasize that there are positives Mackenzie Davis's character is one of them. Oh yeah, she's great. Uh, What's her name? She does a really good What's job. What's character's name? Grace. Grace. That's it. Grace. She does a really good job by uh, making this character vulnerable as well. Because while she is yeah. a super badass soldier woman, uh, she still, as we find out pretty soon here, uh, can only do so because she is enhanced to the degree where she can fight a Terminator. I should say. Yeah. Uh, and she needs like medicine and fluids after a big fight scene happens like we are about to get because she can only do this for so long. And it creates an interesting amount of tension in the movie that is necessary to have, and it's a unique way to get about it. Yeah, it's it, it's interesting. I dig it. I like everything around her character, and then there's a lot of other stuff that sucks. She should have been the main character. Your main character doesn't have to be the person that is going to be the savior that doesn't want to be every right. time. You don't have to movies. do the same exact you know, you thing. You don't have to do the same exact thing. I liked her better than that character, hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. The, the yep. Danny, that's a character. In this movie is weak. Yeah, I, I agree. Barely, I think it's just because they don't give her develops. enough of a character, like to herself. Yeah, it doesn't give her enough time to breathe or develop. It's yeah, sort of like we're introduced to all these side characters in her life, and then they're taken away from us very quickly. Uh, which I guess you could argue is similar to John in two, yeah. but to the degree that like you know John still works well as a character in and of itself because we get a lot of development with him and the the terminator in yeah, that her movie. family members were more interesting than her 
Yeah, oddly enough. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we know Dad's dead, and then you have the start of the action scene here where he's about to kill the brother, and then she shows up, goes like, nope. Big fight with metal pipes in this car plant. cool action scene. Yeah, the, this this little section of the movie here is really cool, actually. It was a really long action scene that turns into a chase scene that like lasts like a good 20 minutes. And it's fun. And it's probably the best action scene in the movie, which kind of sucks because it's the first action scene in the movie. Right. So they kind of like, you know... They they don't top themselves throughout the movie. They mm-hmm. they spend their load rather quickly. They two pump chumped and they couldn't get it back up. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> How unfortunate. But this action scene is really great. Harkens back to Terminator Two when the you know our semi truck driving evil Terminator is chasing after the uh, good Terminator on the motorcycle. It's uh, kind of similar, except you know not motorcycle. Based. A truck, truck, truck chase on the on the road. Solid action scene. Yeah, um, it's a good time. You do get the you get the Terminator's abilities or showcase where he gets to separate and goop around and lots all that of stuff shit. you can see in the trailers of the film. Uh, yeah, Mackenzie Davis defending herself by like you know her skin going like and getting scratched real hard, but she got like metal underneath it a bit, right? Uh, and throwing those big iron fucking logs at the semi truck and. Terminator gooping off of his body and shit. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's all a lot of fun. This is a really good action sequence. Mm-hmm. And then it, it ends with the, with the truck uh, wrecking. Yep. And... Uh, oh, and then Sarah poor, Connor pulls up. Yep, and her poor brother is impaled. Oh, yeah, he's fucked. Yeah, and then uh, and then he gets obliterated. <laughs> oh, yeah, for fucking By the sure. Terminator, just rams the fucking <laughs> semi into the, the... The truck is gone. It blows up. Yeah, the, the, this gentleman, this this nice singing gentleman, is dead, <laughs> gone. He fucked. just wanted to model. Oh, <laughs> he just wanted to fuck. Yeah. And now he dead. No fucking. Nope. No fuck zone. Oops. Oh yeah, being dead is pretty much a no fuck zone. I, I, I would assume agree. so. Yeah. Yeah. Unless uh, you're fucking a lot in heaven. Unless you're those characters from Leatherface that we watched last week. It's a callback to other bad movies we have watched on the Gen and Jub show. Please mm. like and subscribe. Mm, great, thank you. Um, I appreciate that. I appreciate that you do that for me. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to remind you, you of fuck! that unpleasant scene we watched. What is wrong with you? Don't remind <laughs> me about Leatherface. <laughs> I don't want to think about it. I'm trying to cleanse it. What a bunch of trash. Yeah, I know. It'll never go I away. I completely forgot about Texas Chainsaw Massacre at the beginning. I don't remember what happens in that Leatherface movie. will be in our... He, he he may be dead, but he will live on in our hearts, okay? I'm sure from the, from the first one he will. Well, yeah, of course. But the rest of them... Uh, I mean, I don't know. I like the one from 3D as well. Grandpa Leatherface. Yeah, with, with the, his this, sweater. This nice grandpa sweater. What a good lad. So anyway... Just killing random teenagers. Terminator... <laughs> I'm trying to, because now the movie's not good anymore. No, it's not. As soon, no, as we're soon past as, it. Unfortunately, yeah. as soon as Sarah Connor steps on screen, the movie gets worse. Yeah, which is not something that should happen. No. You know, initially, I was kind of into it because I liked this scene where she just shows up out of nowhere and attacks this Terminator with just no introduction. Yeah, and relative ease, too. Yeah. Just fucks it up. Well, you know, this isn't the first time she's uh, annihilated a Terminator, I guess. As we learn, she's been doing this for a long time. But probably only T-100s. Yes, or something. You know, this isn't really clearly established because if, you know, was she killing off all the remaining Skynet T-100s? I think so. All these Arnold 
yeah, models? I, I think that's Or was what... she killing worse Legion Terminators than the Rev-9? I don't know. I don't know because they don't tell you. Yeah. It's very confusing. I would assume that it's T-100s. Well, yeah, because why would... Uh, it's like enacting revenge. That's why she's... Her source for these is, you know, Arnold, as we'll find out. Right. So, like, would he have an interface established with the right. other ones? Right, he would probably be able to tell where they are. I don't know. Get that kind with of the himself. Rev-9s? Probably not. No. I don't know. It's not really established well, this whole side plot, that she's no. just been hunting Terminators for the entire length of because time. it's just an excuse to put between her Between T2 movie. and T-3, not three, as yeah, we have here. It's just an excuse to put her in the film. That's why. Yeah, yeah, and that's unfortunate because she should. Re- there should really be a reason to bring back Sarah Connor if you're going to do it. Yeah, yeah. Not just punish her again, and then it's really rude. <laughs> yeah, and then just put her out there. Yeah, like time to go hunt termies. But our characters don't all link up and meet each other yet because, uh, you know, uh, Mackenzie Davis just steals she Sarah threw, Connor's shit. Yeah, yeah, she just throws <laughs> a grenade and goes like, "I'll be back." Haha, <laughs> get it? That line. Oh, I remember when they said that in the other one. Yeah. Oh, also in the previous scene, in the action scene, she didn't exactly, Mackenzie Davis didn't exactly say, come with me if you want to live. Yeah, it but it was slightly, close enough that I was right, like, we know oh, what it so is. you really tried to dance around it so she didn't fucking say it. You might as well have just said it. Yeah. Well, one of the most cringy scenes from Genesis is, uh, you know, good old Daenerys saying it. So maybe they wanted to avoid yeah. that in all the trailers and shit. Come with me if you want to live. <laughs> Oh, man. Fucking hate that shit. Sweet God. (laughs) Remember when they said that thing? Remember? Remember? Do you remember Hasta La Vista, baby? Do you remember Talk to the Hand? Do you remember Come With Me If You Want to Live? Mm. And I'll Be Back? Mm, I think it's the only one they say, right? I, I think so. Thank God. He needed to put that in his trailer bait. Yeah. So she'd say it. Of course. It's in all the trailers. Right. It's in every single trailer. It throws mm-hmm. a grenade and says, I'll be mm-hmm. back. It's like, oh, she said the thing. Ha ha. She said the thing. Good job. You said the thing. I'm so glad you said the thing. Good job, buddy. God, you had to write that in the script. And God, you had to. It was it was your destiny to write that <laughs> bullshit into the fucking script. God contacted you. You touched a Bible, and then God transmitted a message into your brain that said, make Sarah Connor say, I'll be back, and throw a grenade. And James Cameron was like, fuck! We have to do this. It's divine We've done intervention. We've gentlemen. We've figured it out. We've cracked the code on movie cinema. <laughs> Let's go. It sucked. So whatever. They steal Sarah Connor's car. Yeah. <laughs> Which is which is great to, actually to go. Uh, yeah, it was fine because she came back and she's like motherfucker, <laughs> right? It was good. Uh, and uh, they do it because like Mackenzie uh, Davis, who is not her character's name, Grace, uh, <laughs> just uh, guy needs some pills real bad. Needs some uh, injections and stuff. Yeah, and she uh, she is fading away. They drive to a pharmacy and just steal shit. Off the fucking shelves. In another scene that I really enjoy. This is a really good scene because it's like a interesting little character scene where like, you know, our new John Connor girl, <laughs> girl Connor, has to uh, trust this person who just kind of like showed up out of nowhere as her life was spiraling out of control and they have to like, she has to kind of help her 
uh, get yeah. these meds and stuff. And, and it's a little little scene that works, and I like that they're just stealing it. From, yeah. It's really grungy and fun. Uh, and then they link up with Sarah Connor again, of course. And then we get a bit of description for what's actually going on here. Yes. Which is, oh, they send stuff, we'll go, uh, go after Danny. Because she's part of big part of future. Uh-huh. And Sarah Connor like, yeah, I know what that's like. Hmm. <laughs> Remember Terminator? The mopey, mopey, mope. <laughs> yeah. I put my cell phone in a Ruffles bag. Mopey, mopey, mope. <laughs> so that the government can't track me. I'm going to hack the government and find out that Sandy Hook was a hoax. <laughs> hack this Ruffles bag, you fuck. <laughs> oh, man. It was, I don't know. It was really weird, that part of it. It was really tinfoil hat-esque. The ridges block the Wi-Fi. Does it, though? No. Would foil block Wi-Fi? The, the, the r- r- ridges in Ruffles block yeah, the Wi-Fi. I, I don't think so. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. She just likes chips. I don't know. Mm. There was some funny dialogue in this movie, but not enough to save it. Right. No. I yeah, didn't that, like that, her saying, that, like, ah, I just really like chips. Fuck it. You know. But I think giving Sarah Connor some wink-wink, nudge-nudge laugh lines... Doesn't really fit her character. No. Uh, it's kind of like Josh Whedon syndrome, where uh, you just uh, make uh, all the characters quip, yep. regardless of Situation. what their character yeah. is. Should Ultron quip? Yes or no? Yes. <laughs> yes? Check the box. I'm Josh Whedon. <laughs> Every yeah. character, yes, 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 so yes, when Loki, yes. When Loki did it in Avengers 1, I was like, that makes sense. He's Loki. We're in Loki a is a character that would fucking quip. We're on a one-way plane ride to Quip Town, and you're never coming back, motherfucker. <laughs> Everybody quips in this movie except the Terminator. Wait, no, wait. The Terminator does quip. The evil Terminator quips. Yeah. There's that scene where he falls into that guy's shed. Yeah. And enter, exits the guy's shed and says, sorry about your shed, and then just leaves. Yep. Which, that's kind of a little too funny for this situation, Terminator. It was funny. It was funny. I giggled. I was like, yeah, But it stupid. is kind of like a Joss Whedon kind of thing yeah, to it do. Is. Maybe it's a David Goyer thing to do. Probably. I'm wondering. And that, that, that's, he has uh, done things like that in the right. past. Yeah, that sounds like right mm, up his alley. Batman v Superman. Mm, grandma, Granny's peach tea. Pissed off. Yeah. I just realized that David Goyer might be the man responsible for I'm that. I'm sure he was. Dude, he made Piss Jar at Batman v Superman, and then he made another Piss Jar, which is Terminator Dark Fate. <laughs> it's Piss Jar 2. <laughs> it's so Let's anyway, go! So, so anyway, <laughs> is, without talking about piss jar, can you, can you tell us what happens next? I'm Justin. sorry, excuse me, did you say, explain what happens in piss jar too? Yeah, close enough. What happens? Oh, okay. So they start just running and they're like, they're, we gotta, we gotta, Sarah starts talking about how she had like her contact. She's been hunting the Terminators and shit, right? And then, then Mackenzie Davis is like, "Hey, I got these coordinates tattooed, tattooed on, on me, my um, person. Yeah, that that sh- that apparently I'm supposed to go to if I need help." And and then she's like, "That's the same coordinates you've been getting all the texts that tell you to kill the Terminators is from. They're the same person. Let's go see them." Mm-hmm. So they go to see them. Yeah. Well, after hacking into her phone, Sarah Connor's phone, to find out that that is the same. Right. But, uh-oh, 
They have that's to That's a cross. good funny quip line because Sarah's like, what are you doing? And Mackenzie Davis is like, future shit. Yeah. Ha ha. Ha 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 Insert laugh track. So. But he's in Texas and you're in Mexico. Uh oh. And we're in Trump's America. Uh oh. That's right. We're going there, motherfuckers. This movie literally does this. Yeah, it does. Um, I kind of respect it, but after reading some quotes, I kind of don't. Oh, boy. So, uh... Here we go. Yeah. <sighs> to explain the, this scene... For the scenes involving yeah. a U.S.-Mexico border detention center, Tim Miller denies the film having a political message or statement. That is incorrect. Quote... I tried to walk a line there because it's a terrible situation, but I didn't want to vilify border guards. They're people doing a job. The system is the problem, and even the choice to do it really wasn't a statement. It really was a function of us putting the story's beginning in central Mexico and then traveling. This is your typical, no, the game, there's no politics in this game as you're talking about Call of Duty kind of thing that happens all the time. I hate this. I refuse to believe that there was no intent behind this. You know, as much as we meme on Cameron, a cool thing that Cameron has said uh, is that, you know, someone asked him, hey, why is the T-1000 an L.A. cop? And Cameron basically said ACAB, which is pretty lit. <laughs> right. Cameron was like, that was a sign of, you know, forced authority, and that really fit well with the Terminator because your bad guy would have access to a lot of authoritative means if he was being a cop. Your bad guy was a cop. Right. Uh, and here we have your Terminator disguising himself as a border patrol cop uh i think that makes a lot of sense as a natural extension of that fear of authority in the current era yeah um i think cameron totally meant for that if this was an aspect that he created for the script uh i refuse to believe that it wasn't at least sort of intended to be this uh tim miller is high if he thinks this is not the case there's even a line all yeah, right, where they where uh, Grace says that says prison, right? And they're like, yeah. no, it's detention centers. And then she just knocks the guy out. Yeah, that seems to be a pretty clear political statement. Right. Shut the fuck up if you don't think it's a prison. Right. Yeah. So let let me give some context here. What happens in the film? So yeah. they go they go to sneak through. Uh, Danny Danny's cousin apparently works work, works at the border patrol. Knows how to sneak people through. Has been sneaking Mexican people through for a while. He has a system, right? Yes. So they go to go through that system. The Terminator thwarts it. And alerts Border Patrol of where they are, and they all get detained in the detention center, right? The, the border prison. Yes. And that gives a lead up to the, to the Terminator arriving there. You have the tension. Uh, Grace gets out, and she starts opening everything up. But before that happens, you have the scene where she walks into a, into an operating room where she can control everything. And there's Border Patrol agents there. She knocks them all out. The last yeah. guy, The last guy talks to her. She's, he, she says the prison thing. He says detention center. She knocks him out. She opens up all the gates. In a, in a pretty heroically devised scene. Right. Like this is presented like she's doing a heroic prison breakout because she opens up. You know, she is just looking for Danny. 
But but she also just opens up all these cages so these people can leave. And I think I I think it's not just because she's looking for Danny. No, she's. I making- think it's because in the future. She's probably sick of seeing all these people held against their will or being held in places of fear by, I don't know, Terminators and shit. Right. So, uh, so seeing yeah. humans do it to other humans is probably really distressing for her. Yeah, I fucking bet. Um, I liked all this stuff, really. Yeah, it's fine. Because, you know, whatever the fuck Tim Miller can say, I feel like it has a pretty clear political message. Yeah, which and then it's like this shit sucks. Is it really even a controversial one? Like you know, it really fucking shouldn't be. But in 2019, I got a question: like, how racist do you really have to be to like be like these people deserve to be imprisoned? Yeah, you gotta be pretty racist. But it's it's a it's a big talking point of the orange man, (laughs) right? And that. Clearly, the man who will ban Cheetos one day. Clearly, Tim Miller is too afraid to go there. Oh yeah, he he wants to you know. He's making a big movie that he wants everyone to go see. It didn't work. But he is trying to get, quote-unquote, both sides to go experience you this think, Terminator film. So, you know. Do you think if part of the marketing behind this movie shows some of that? In, like, If they leaned into the, quote-unquote, wokeness of the Terminator film? Yeah, do you think it would have gotten more people to see it? I don't it? know, maybe. They certainly tried to hide its presence in the marketing. I had no idea... That the movie focused on this at all yeah. later on in the movie. Do you know what happened to Mexico? Um, well, I kind of assumed because the one character was a Mexican girl, but I, I didn't really know that for sure. That doesn't mean anything. You know, not necessarily, but like the environments in that freeway scene. Right. It was Mexico. There's yeah, like Mexican yeah, good, city scenes. Yeah, good point, good uh, point. Which those were filmed in Spain instead of Mexico, by the nah, way. Uh, um, <laughs> they were in Mexico. <laughs> Right. <laughs> they were in Mexico to start filming the movie. They didn't do the Mexico stuff while they were in Mexico. Right, but they avoided Mexican cities to avoid and Mexican like uh, environments, like in the the deserts and stuff, to avoid uh, drug cartels and shit. That's what I read, uh, oh. and that uh, that sucks because that also is kind of a confusing thing to me because you know they're pro. Well, they're anti-border patrol shenanigans, but then they're like, "Oh well, we got it. We, oh fuck, Mexico's scary. Let's not go there." <laughs> like it's kind of like it's kind of weird to me. I, I mean, don't know if is, I necessarily agree or disagree. There is scary shit going on in Mexico right now with drug cartels. There is, but it is a generalization to right. just say Mexico is a horrible, awful place for right. sure. Where it's, but awful. it's not. Yeah. It's not horrible, awful everywhere. They could have probably fucking filmed in Mexico if they really tried and were careful. And, but enlisted you know, security. Yeah. But they would have to spend more money. Oh, yeah, they didn't want to do that. And certainly Tencent wasn't going to give them another dime. Another cent. Should have went with that. <laughs> yeah. Give you ten cents. Anyway. We're ten cents. The great prison break happens. Yeah. And Terminator goes looking for him. You have a little... Oh, little he other... kills so many Border Patrol agents, too. Yeah, which, uh, once again... like Once he, again? He doesn't, yeah. kill, he doesn't kill a single one of mm. the prisoners... He only kills Border Patrol agents. I, I want to make that yeah, abundantly clear. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I wanted to clap. <laughs> yeah. A-cab, dude. It was almost as good as the scene in T2 where Arnold, uh, you know, he's commanded not to kill by John Connor, but he still takes out that whole squadron of cops by just shooting them all in the leg. 
And that that's one of my favorite scenes in T two because uh, one of the things I remember the most is like the first time that John John tells him not to kill and he shoots a dude in the leg and he's like he'll live. <laughs> great, it's great. Uh, willing to do what's necessary to make the cops fucking stop, but not killing him. Right. I mean, this guy's killing him, but like you know, it's a pretty dicey situation. It's okay by me. Not that the Terminator feels any uh, political leanings. Right. He just mercilessly <laughs> kills them. Oof! 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 Big oof. See so yeah, that happens. Doesn't kill a single single Mexican person. Just want to point that out there. This movie is making a political statement. What? No, it's not. You're stupid. I'm Tim Miller. I'm defending <laughs> my movie's honor so that American audiences will uh, go see it. Please go see the movie. No, God, I'm please, going to please? be poor. Oh, no. Oh, no. I wonder if they'll take me back to make Deadpool 3. What's that? Oh, Disney? Oh, fuck. Damn it. I should have made Deadpool 2. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Man, he really fucked up. To be yeah, honest. he did. Yeah, he did. He made a mistake. Oof! Should just listen to Ryan Reynolds. Now, now he's yeah. Now he's linked to this. Uh, well, yeah, well, he'll be on the streets soon. No, he won't. He'll make another dumb action movie. He'll make a new Underworld movie. <laughs> oh, that's depressing. How possible that is. They are making another Underworld movie. I don't know. I bet you he gets attached to something of that caliber. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that's yeah. what he'll be doing for the rest of his career now because of this. I mean, he's a good action director. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I think he should make good things in the future. I hope he makes good things in the future. It's worth I mean, Hopefully this is just a misstep for him. I hope you know? so, too. Honestly, I do. Yeah. Just it's good to meme on him, especially after that dump statement he made. It was a bad statement. Yeah. Time, time to dunk on him, you know? Had to take those moments. Yeah. Given the supreme dunk. Everybody escapes. Everybody gets in a helicopter. Right, yeah. So we have another chase scene here. Of course. Helicopter Where v. He, helicopter. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Helicopter v. Helicopter. Going about. Uh, they crash. Yeah. 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 They crash and they end up... Uh, God, what... I think I'm missing something here. Yeah. They they, they crash helicopter, but then they, uh, they escape in a car. Right? In a van. Yeah, and I think they're heading towards... Uh, their Texas point now. Right, yeah, yeah. They get away from them. They get away from them after the helicopter chase, and they go over to... They go, finally, to, to meet their contact in Texas. Guess who it is? It's, 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 it's Daddy Arnie, but not just, like, regular. It's Daddy Arnie. Okay, so this requires a bit of discussion about their ideas for putting Arnold Schwarzenegger in this movie. Yeah. Are kind of poor... Yeah, this character and is convoluted, useless. So this is the same Terminator that killed John Connor in the beginning of the movie. Yes. As soon as Sarah Connor sees him, she kind of keys in on this and wants to immediately murder his ass because he killed her son. But in the span of time, you know, because you know, once Skynet was shut down, this Terminator didn't have a mission, anything to take up his time, so he didn't have a point to exist. Uh, so he made a point to exist by over time developing human emotions, particularly for this family that he takes in this, uh, divorced mom and her son. And he takes them in and they, he has kind of like a, you know, non-sexual relationship with this woman, but, uh, a familial, a family relationship. Like it's, he's like the kid's dad. Yeah, uh, and he runs like you know a, a drapery, and uh, is is it's really strange because I I appreciate the concept of a Terminator 
gaining sentience, if you will. Uh, it's something that they explored in T2, even. But I really feel like they dropped the ball here because it's just it's it's stretching the imagination a little too far for yeah. my taste because you're introducing us to a lot of information here really late in the film yeah like we maybe have a third of the movie left or maybe like a i don't know it's it's kind of strange there's like 30 minutes left of this film i think after this <sighs> maybe 40 I, yeah because there's a lot of action scenes that happen after this to take way too long now that's pretty much what the rest of this movie is after this yeah film. So, yeah, um, guess whose idea this was? Cameron's. Uh-huh. Because he's the one who wanted to put Arnold in the film. Yes. So, so Cameron came up with the idea of Schwarzenegger playing a Terminator who begins to attain sentience. Quote, We've seen the Terminator that was programmed to be bad. You've seen the one that was programmed to be good, to be a protector. But in both cases, neither one of them had free will. Uh... Cameron also made the character run a drapery business because apparently Schwarzenegger himself likes interior decorating so it was a little connection between the two of them sweet god it's pretty dumb isn't it <laughs> god help me <laughs> so james he, cameron is uh, a fucking hack yeah he has lost it so schwarzenegger joins the gang as it were yep uh and agrees to help them uh he i guess he feels bad for sarah because he killed her son but like so that's why he sent her those coordinates all them years to yeah. give her life purpose right which is kind of shit here, just kill Terminators for the rest of your life, LMAO. <clears throat> but not me, though. I want to raise this family. I want to be Dad Terminator. I just, I don't know. It's it's really weird to me that Arnold Schwarzenegger is in all of the movies, but he plays like a different Terminator every single time. So there's no real development at play here. He plays a different one every time. Right. It's weird. You're just like, oh, look, it's Arnold. Yep. I mean, like, Great. I. Thank you. I all in all, the it. ones I like the best were the ones in the first three. Um, I, 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 I can't really say I liked the ones in five and six that much. No, not at all. I mean, honestly, Schwarzenegger is still does a good performance. He always kind of does in these movies, even when they're bad. But I just don't know how much I like the corniness of. Oh, he's found like sentience and now he loves this family and all yeah, this it's one shit. thing if you like develop into it but it just kind of like throws which it at you which i think t2 just did way better right and, and even in t2 it doesn't fully happen like it does with this no it's enough though like he changes throughout the course of that movie to the point where like he's kind of like buddies with john connor and that's why the ending of that movie works really well that he sacrifices himself right uh here it's kind of whatever so he tells his family bye, and like whatever, just a weird excuse because he because they don't know he's a Terminator, right? And he's just like, oh, whatever. The day has come where I have to go. Okay. And uh, their plan. Then he says, "I won't be back." By the way. Oh, that sucks. I remember now. Yeah, I'm totally sure. Uh, Make sure I, I did like that. the scene where uh, he goes to put on the iconic Terminator sunglasses, and then just doesn't, signifying that this is a a Terminator that you know is not the same yeah sure I like the idea of it at least <sighs> just so, useless in the movie I guess our character's plan is this you can't run from the Rev 9 you gotta kill it 
But you can't kill it unless you have a big electromagnetic pulse thingy or whatever. So we're going to get one of them. Yep, Sarah Connor knows a guy. He has contact with the military. Sure. So they get, they get, okay. They get in a carpet van, and they meet up with this guy. <laughs> yeah. He gives them the shit, but then it all goes to shit. Because guess who shows up? Who that? Oh, look, it's Terminator. Oh, it's a Terminator. Oh, yeah. what? What? Who would have thought? So anyway, they get in this big fucking cargo hangar jet fucking thing. Uh, because the guy that's is Sarah Connor's contact is just like, oh, there was, there, there was me. They, they, they could just take this. Okay. <laughs> okay, military. Is that how military? I think they'd ask a couple more questions. Like, why is this? Are you just going to give this old woman and this, these two younger women? And then this, like, uh, that's Arnold Schwarzenegger. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't know. It's just kind of strange that they're just like, yeah, whatever. And then they have this thing, and they're flying this thing. But then the uh, the Terminator flies another one into their jet thing. After we get some backstory and the dumb reveal that uh, you're not Sarah Connor, you're John Connor. Which uh, was... She literally... This scene sucks. They make Linda <laughs> Hamilton say it. Yeah, okay. She literally says it, you're John. The audience understands. We okay. know the audience isn't that dumb. We they don't have it. to go to the the lengths where they're explaining your main character's literal like replaced character syndrome. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Right. It's like they're like, "Oh, you're supposed to be John Connor." Oh, because you're the savior, not the person who will give birth to the savior. Because they set this up as some kind of like moment that Sarah Connor scoffs at earlier in the film. Where she's like, you know, oh, you're just destined to give birth to the savior of humanity. Good for you. Like, like at any point, she viewed it as a burden to give birth to John Connor. I guess she did briefly in Terminator 1, but she still loved her son. Yeah. So it was kind of a weird thing for her to fucking say. It's... Especially after she gave birth to her son and her son died. Right. Really weird thing to say. It's, it's no good. It's no good. The rest of this movie is really no good because what happens this right after... This action scene lasts forever. Yeah, and what happens right afterwards is just shit. Um, you guys remember Uncharted 3? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is kind of like an Uncharted Nathan Drake scene. Nathan fall, Drake's falling out of the plane mm. and he's like, he grabs the thing and he is somehow like actually falling out of the plane. Yeah. We have this. Yeah. They get in the Humvee. There's a battle scene with the, the Terminator. Yeah, and like it sits there like at the plane and it's falling. It's like zero G shit and they're floating around. Eventually, they get in the Humvee and then they they start the big fall. Oops. Into water. Underwater Humvee. Yep. Oh, no. The water getting in. Oh, no. We're all going to die. None of them die. None of them die. Including the out. Terminator. Yeah. Uh, so we're at the Hoover Dam. Yep. And uh, it's time for the final fight scene between everybody and the Terminator. Yep. And then the... Danny, who's yeah, that's right, she's still in this movie, makes a statement <laughs> and she's like, she's like, this is our kill box. So like, oh great, so they're just gonna fight this thing. Here we go. Yeah, and then so along they don't the way, have the electromagnetic pulse. Yeah, it got anymore. broken along the way. I forget exactly when. Who gives a shit? Probably when the fucking giant plane fucking crashed. Yeah, I'm sure. Real hard. Right, I'm sure. And they went in the ocean. That makes sense to ocean, me. Ocean, right? Ocean, right? Right. Definitely ocean. <laughs> It's a lake, by the way. Again, her DM goes to the lake. Yeah, I yeah, I realized that thinking about it. Yeah, it's a lake, right? It's at the Hoover Dam. Right. 
No, not the ocean. Okay. All right. I just want to right. make sure you realize that. it's it's. You said ocean, right? But you said ocean first. You're referencing donkeys. Yeah, but you said ocean. It's not an ocean in that either. <laughs> Lake. Okay, cool. The Hoover Dam. <laughs> the Hoover Dam. They go inside the dam. They yeah. go inside the damn dam to like this like processing area or something, right? Mm-hmm. Like, this is our kill box. Here we go. Fight scene time. Terminator shows up, and they start fighting him. Yeah, they just hit him a bunch. And then they, they put in earlier that fucking... Uh, What's her name? Mackenzie Davis. Yeah, yeah, her. Grace. Grace, that's it. See, I forget these characters. You've names. reminded me that that was her name earlier. Yeah, and then I forgot again. And then the same thing happened the opposite way. Right, because like it's hard to remember these characters sometimes because they're not the most memorable. It's Mackenzie Davis. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I was trying to remember her character's name. Yeah. I couldn't get it. Ah, who cares? So anyway, Grace says, Grace puts in a line a little bit earlier, like, oh, you could, you can use the... the the part of the basically my electro heart to uh to, to kill him because it, it lets out an emp mm-hmm. and she's like nope not gonna do that and she's like, okay, i don't whatever. want you to die grace we're she's such like, good friends she's like okay whatever dumbass <laughs> yeah and then fight scene happens and then they all get fucked up and terminator's still alive guess what she's got to do I got pull out a little Grace's heart killer to, and then she does, and she says something that's like you know fuck you or some kind of dumb line. Yeah, whatever. And then kill the Terminator, and then the day is saved. But the only ones left are Danny and Sarah Connor. Right, they're gonna set her up for the second movie. You go me in that. And there too. was a couple like flashback scenes to like or flash forward scenes. Terminator's weird to uh, Mackenzie Davis's time in the future. Where she first met Danny as a freedom fighter. Yeah. And uh, her, uh, you know, so. Then we get Danny and Sarah seeing that Grace does still exist because she's a little kid at this moment in time. Uh, and then it's sequel bait because they're like, what do we do now? And it's like, you know, get prepared or whatever. Because it's time to prevent the future from happening. Or something. So you're probably going to do in the second one. And that was probably going to be the plot of the second one, but the second one... Uh, not going to happen with that much money. How, how much money did this movie make, Genhart? Oh. Oh, just... <laughs> how much money? I know it's not a lot. How Let's much? go into the factoids. The film did decent critically. A uh, rating of 71% on Rotten Tomatoes. Not bad. Uh, that's fair. Yeah, it's fair. But financially, the film is tanking. Taking into account marketing costs, I would kind of predict that, like, with the budget of the movie kind of being, uh, I wrote it down earlier here. It's like, what, 196? The budget was $196 million, close to $200 million. Usually you about double that for marketing. Yeah, so if, if you're, like, you're looking at the movie needs to gross probably around... 450 to 480 million to break even because I know they spent a lot of marketing. Oh, uh, yeah. Terminator shit everywhere. Cross promotions with games, fucking commercials. He's all in Mortal Kombat. He's in Gears of War. Mm-hmm. I think he's also in Ghost Recon. Yes. It's a lot of Terminator crossovers. Those, those cost monies. Um, geez, I don't know. Uh, they ain't getting that back. No, not not one bit. Just how much did the movie make? 
currently the film, last time I checked, is sitting at 129 million worldwide gross. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Cuz cuz maybe you were thinking, oh, it could be saved by China just like Genesis sort of was. Oh wait, no, it's doing bad in China too. Uh, I guess Tencent uh, didn't market it very well in China either. Or China, you know, despite going to see Genesis, uh, knew it was bad. Who knows? China's kind of mysterious when it comes to big budget movies. Like, you know, they they, 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 they like the Transformers movies. Even though they're huge piles of shit. Mm-hmm. It's hard to say, really. But, uh... They don't like this one. They really don't. Nobody does, because <laughs> it's almost like it didn't need to exist. So, that's the end of the Terminator franchise. Yep, that's uh, it. That's going to be it. Yeah, basically. So, let's go over uh, a couple numbers with you right now. Okay. Uh, Because I want to do, let's slot this into our rankings. It's pretty obvious where I think it's going to land for me. Yeah, same. Uh, But as far as Rotten Tomatoes is concerned, uh, the rankings go as such. Terminator 1 with 100%. That's pretty high, dude. That's dope. It's a very cool, important movie. Terminator 2, Judgment Day, 93%. Which is interesting because it's a better movie. Yeah, I, I feel like Terminator 2 is better than Terminator 1, but it's not. It's it's close. Like, it is I, very I, close. Could, I could reasonably hear an argument that 1 is better than 2 and, and agree, but I feel 2 is better. Right under that, a drop-off of like about 20 points. Terminator Dark Fate, 71%. Then Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines, 69%. Very close, oddly enough, even though it was designed to replace Terminator 3. Terminator Salvation at a 33%. That's a big drop. And then Terminator Genesis at 27%. Bringing us to an average percentage of 65.5. Holy shit. We 100% agree with Rotten Tomatoes, don't we? No, because Terminator 2 is better than Terminator 1. That's the only Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Besides that, yeah. So I would, yeah, I would say 2, 1... Dark, Dark Fate. Even though it's not a great movie. Even though it's, it's not a great movie, it's the better third than best. Three. Yeah, it's yeah. better than three. It's better than the three, but not by a lot, because three does have stuff I like in it. They're but very it similar movies. Yeah, oddly enough. They are. Just Terminator... Dark Fate has better action set pieces, and uh, at least a little bit better characters. Like, Race is great. Yeah, but That's I honestly it, almost like respect three more, because it was trying something different, decidedly so. Right. Uh, and this one is trying to be two again. But right. I still think I like Dark Fate more than Yeah, still. Like I said, there's, there's elements of it that are better, well, more better made. Yeah. Two, one, Dark Fate, three, Salvation Genesis. Yeah. That's that's easy. That's yeah. that's that's money. There's right. no way that you fucking can convince me that Genesis isn't the worst one. Right, it's horrible. Genesis is really bad. So, um, I don't know. There's no real need to go into all everything about Terminator because we kind of already did. Yep, that's it. Hopefully, we won't have to talk about it for a long time. I don't think I we have to talk about it ever again. I think that's pretty honest. solid because uh, it didn't do well. I think it'll be. I think mm-hmm. um, either either we'll still be doing this podcast and it'll be incredible, and another one comes out, or uh, <laughs> we will die. Uh, oh, I don't have the quote here in front of me, but uh, Tim Miller at some point said, oh, I think it's doing bad because uh, audiences are frustrated with never-ending uh, sequels and remakes and they want something new and original. And I'm like, buddy, you directed this movie. You know that, right? <laughs> ah, my friend Tom has delivered me the wheel. Thank you, sir. Hey, it's, it's the time. wheel. 
It's the wheel. It's my spin. It is. Uh, so we went back to the original wheel after we did our Halloween spin where we had to watch all the fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies. Ah. So uh, g- give me uh, give me the lowdown of what's on the wheel. All right. Well, we're on first. We got Robo Boy, Robo Man, Robo Cop. He's a cop. He's a robot. And, uh, and he's a cop. He's yeah. a cop. It's pretty wild. Yeah. And then we got Back to the Future. Oh, hell yeah. Let me oh, go on. That would be so good to land on. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, the, uh, this one I would appreciate. Another one. This is the new one that we yeah, replaced. Yeah, I replaced Texas Chainsaw with a non-horror franchise. Yes. Because that's fine by Because we have Resident Evil on Friday the 13th and Psycho on here. Yeah, we don't need to overload it with horror. Right. So instead, we put an action franchise on there. We have Mission Impossible on here. Yeah, dude. Which is a very fun franchise. Yeah, there's, I think there's, all there's the movies are supposed to be good. Uh, there, 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 there's a couple of them are okay, and then the rest of the, especially the most recent ones, believe it or not, are really good. Oh yeah, I've heard of Fallout's amazing. I'm yeah. really excited to watch those. I haven't, I, I haven't seen them. Just heard good things. Yeah. Next, we have the thing that'll make me quit: Resident Evil. Oh hell yeah! I hope we get it. I hope we get it out of the way. To be honest. I just hope it never gets spun. There, there is a chance that it just never gets spun. Well, one in ten chance every time we spin it. Right. Then we have the Godfather. Which will be a fun one. That would be a fun one. Two incredible movies and one movie that makes you go, what? <laughs> That'll be a good time. That's fine. That's a better average than some franchises. Than most watched. of them. Yeah. Um, one that is, I would say, is probably really similar to uh, the last franchise we watched, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Die Hard. <laughs> As in they're all bad except one? Right. Oh, well... You know, I don't know if two and three are supposed to be that terrible. Uh, and then I know the five is the worst thing oh, so ever. So there's two apparently. other ones that aren't terrible, but then the rest is terrible, just like Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, but there's less movies overall, so I think your average will be higher. Right. Yeah. And it has to be, just because yeah. of that. But yeah, if they yeah, made yeah. more Die Hard movies, they would probably be worse, and we would end up in the same pit. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. And then we have Psycho, one that is uh, very fun. That there yeah, has very different sequels, which is... Because yeah. one of them's just a made-for-TV movie, and it, it's really interesting the way I Psycho I appreciate goes. when sequels are really different. So. Right, and Psycho does that. It's very yeah. interesting. Very interesting franchise. I was considering putting The Exorcist on here at some point because of that as well. Yeah. Although, that would be a lot more painful. I think I would. we'd have to watch two. Right. And the two versions of four that what exist. the fuck? I don't know. That's the thing. That's the thing, Justin. Jesus Christ, I hope we never get to it. <laughs> then we have Friday the 13th. Which is a lot of movies. That's a lot of movies. It'd be a weird Christmas time, but I, I'd be for it. Who cares? I mean, none of these are like <laughs> very palatable for Christmas time besides Die Hard once. We'll make it happen. Um, then we have Batman, which is, by the way, just the live action cinema Batman movies. Um, I would like to extend it, but we can discuss it if we spin it. Otherwise, there's no need to discuss it right now. Okay. I'd like that yeah. to not take forever. I would like to take a long time because there's a lot of interesting things in there. Man. A lot of history. Then we got the mummy. <laughs> specifically, Brendan Fraser mummy. So this three is three movies. movies. If we get this one, this we're going to replace it with Scorpion right. King and do those. This is yeah. a ploy to get Scorpion King on the wheel. That's, this is the only a, reason this exists. That's a bad reason to put it on there. I, I mean, it would it. be funny, though. No, no. If, if we... Okay, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. This is my new idea. Scorpion King and Airbud have been the memes of this show. Yeah. All right. If we if we spin Mummy, we'll watch that, and then we put Scorpion King on it. If we spin, Corp- and then if we spin Scorpion King, and we watch all those, and we'll put Airbud on the wheel and play okay. Scorpion King. So that's the meme spot. That's the meme spot. Okay. Very yeah. good. I agree. Well, that's unlike Resident Evil, I guess that will replace that with another thing that you don't want to watch. So that'll be the funny meme. Mm-hmm. Are you are yeah. you ready 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 to do this? Can't wait for you to quit twice. That's gonna happen. I'm I'm gonna quit for Airbud. 
No, I mean, if we spin Resident Evil and we watch all those and then you quit and then you don't quit and we watch all the Resident Evils, uh, what do we replace it with that would also make you want to quit? Oh, no, we'll get to the, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Actually, I won't cross the bridge because I'll quit. Oh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what's actually going to happen. I'm I, going to quit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you what's going to happen, Ken. All right, if you spin Resident Evil, you're not allowed to quit because it's your fault. No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not contractually obligated. You're not legally minded by my words right now. I, I asked my lawyer, God, and he said so. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he did. Are you ready to get this shit over with? Is that all of them? Yep. All right. Rattle me bones. Welcome aboard. It's your spin, buddy. Rattle me bones, rattle, rattle me bones. Take, take what you will, will but just be editing the song. Spin the wheel for the treasure to take. Careful, my friend, or he'll rattle it. Shake it. Rattle me bones, turn the lights low, there's a frightening blue, but don't rattle me bones. Rattle me, rattle me, rattle me bones. If they fell off, fuck my ass. (laughs) (laughs) Ass sold separately. (laughs) Oh, yeah, if the wheel breaks, Justin has to watch Resident Evil. God, I hate this thing. I don't know why it's like this now. Oh, well, I was spinning a little softer. Hold on. You can take your Separately from ideal. Alright. Is Die Hard. Hey! Merry Christmas, everybody! Merry Christmas, everybody! Yeah. Get die Hard! Hey. How many movies is it? Five. Five? That'll carry us, like, into halfway through December. Yeah! Christmas! Merry Christmas! Yo, ho, ho, ho! I have a machine gun. But only the first one's Christmas. Ah, uh, the other ones are Christmas, if you pretend. <laughs> <laughs> pretend it's Christmas, yay! Alright, I guess we're doing Die Hard. Okay. See you next week, bye. Yay! Bruce Willis! We're like Bruce Willen, you know what I mean? Wylan? <laughs> it ain't even the same pronunciation. You are not allowed to get away with that, Satan. You're not allowed. <laughs>